Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 55 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, 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 pretty good. Um, stoked up on caffeine today, which is nice. <laughs> so maybe buzzing. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've got my custom, got my customary two cups of tea here ready to go as well. Um, <laughs> Always got the two cups. And talking of things in multiples, we are also joined by Ian Triple Pow Triplo. Ian, how are you today? I'm fine. Hi both. How you doing? How you doing? Enjoying my apocalypse. <laughs> Good, yeah. yeah. That's kind of like my customary opening now. It's like, hey, Ian, how's your apocalypse? Um, <laughs> and uh, I think underwhelming was the response. <laughs> mm, the game's like just started and it's uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. like, nope. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, those of you who are watching on YouTube, we've had a few technical issues today. I don't know why. I'm I'm going to assume it's my internet. Um, but uh, hang with us; it'll be fine. And those of you listening to the podcast, we also do a YouTube version. But um, we've had a few technical issues, so <laughs> so enjoy that. Anyway, we will move on in a second. But before we do that, Blood Tithe Ben, what are we talking about on today's episode? Uh, today we're going to be reviewing our recent tournament Mega Bowl. Yeah. Um, we'll also be looking at the prayers to Nuffle tables and also the usual games. Fantastic. So uh, with the prayers to Nuffle, we got called out a little bit because we talked about some bits that the um, the Games Workshop released on the Warhammer community. The video of playtesters talking about Blood Bowl, and um, I think one of the things they said on there was about um, fouling and stuff, giving SPP, and we had a load of people comment saying. Uh, that's because it's on the um, Preston Nuffle table, Ben. Yeah, I was like, oh, you know what? I never really, didn't really look at that. So I thought it might be worth us spending a bit of time going through it all and seeing just how impactful it's going to be. And I think there's someone there that I, I really like. And Ian, there's one on there particularly I think you're going to love. Oh, there's, there's, a, there's a few. <laughs> Wicked. Right then, onwards and upwards to Blood Bowl News. Okay, so first things first, as ever, we are going to look at Blood Bowl news. And should we, guys, should we just start off with the really big Blood Bowl news of Blood yeah. Bowl? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the game. <laughs> That's coming. <laughs> yeah, it's the bit that made our group chat explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, well, it was like proper, like, just, they just dumped everything, didn't they? They just yeah. said, oh, yeah, okay, you want it? Okay, okay, have it all, have it all. Everything we've said is coming, you just have it right now. Which I don't think any of us expected. No. Everything so we said, and more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we had the Sunday preview on the 8th of November, and they said, going on pre-order next week is the game, the box set. Okay, we've talked about the box set loads of times. And also a card pack and the necromantic team. And the necromantic pitch, the necromantic card pack the necromantic dice the necromantic spike and the tree man and the zote so literally everything yeah. outstanding everything? everything um i think everything they've announced i can't think of anything that's ever been teased yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think i think that is absolutely everything we've seen Ooh. technically Ooh. not the stars that we kind of were teased on the banner 
I think we had we talked about that where there was like a uh, banner that they released which had like the creek or something. Oh, in there. Ben, oh, or... that's actually a really good point. So yes, and on the front cover of the Spike magazine, there mm. is a section that says um, da, 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 start. Star players, yeah, star players of yesteryear return from the grave to write the next chapter in the storied careers. And there's a picture of uh, Frankenstein, I'm assuming, on mm-hmm. the front cover. So, <laughs> so they're releasing the star player for the Zote, which is coming from Forge World. So we'll speculate on price in a minute. Um, so they're going to release the spike. We're going to have new star players, and we're going to have to wait for miniatures again. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Uh- it's going to be, it's it's kind of a bit disappointing having everything come at once. It's awesome, but one, it's it's going to be an expensive month. Two, it's like all these things we had to look forward to are kind of like ah, they're coming now. It's like when you get a Kickstarter that finally arrives. It's just all the magic just disappears and it goes on the shelf of shame. And then <laughs> three, it's like well, we can't meme about the Tree Man anymore because. The Tree Man exists. That is true. I mean, I'm excited about the Tree Man mostly because uh, it comes with a free star player, which isn't it in does. the Blood Bowl 2020 rulebook. Acorn the Squirrel. What do you guys think about Acorn the Squirrel landing? You in? I think I think it's a nice bit of fun. I think at the same time as everything else is coming out, it's just a bit of an overload, but I'm always <laughs> up for a bit of fun and a, another star player that can play for anyone. So in, yeah. in this month's White Dwarf, there will be an Acorn Squirrel um, star player card for Blood Bowl 2020. It's a new format. I actually really like the cards. The cards look pretty cool. Um, mm. And uh, yes, it's it's Acorn the Squirrel, who we've seen some of the stats for, but not all of the skills. But he's a movement seven, agility two plus, strength one piece. So with with at least what do we see? Dauntless claws, and I don't know if we saw anything else, but yeah, it's going to be sidestep. <laughs> yeah, it's like the ultimate snotling star it's player. Pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh man, we were talking. I was talking in the comments, um, and some yeah basically if he's got if he unless he's got no hands like because he's 80k this is going to be a massive massive um tr- like change like it's 80k yeah, he's for like a star the, player the he's, only star player under 100k isn't he yeah and if he ends up being yeah. movement seven two plus agility um that's <laughs> that's a legit scoring threat and he comes Stunty, he's dauntless he's on the tree so we're gonna have to assume right stuff uh, right stuff, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are we are we seeing the first non non tournament official Blood Bowl twenty twenty star player you before the games get... even out? Yeah. Do you think he'll get banned, or do you think he'll be legal? Uh, well, Grack and Crumbleberry landed, and then I think Games Workshop themselves were like, no, 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 no. This this guy's too good. It would be oh, funny okay. if Acorn the Squirrel. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> anyway, friendly. <laughs> Oh, it's just so cool. Anyway, it, it's the squirrel that comes with the Tree Man set um, is going to be his own star player. So the trope there is that when you buy the Tree Man, you get that star player. So the box is rumoured at £85, though. This box set with the two teams and the two star players and the two big guys and the two refs. That's so much lower than expected. Like... I mean, we will know as this episode airs whether that's right or not. I'm hoping it's right. It's, I've seen a lot of sources, and like I've seen like sort of shipping things where they could just be whipped up in Excel. But it seems to be really spreading to the point where it's not really being contested yet. 
and we've had store i think well alleged store owners popping up in social media saying yeah like it's vibe. so yeah it's really exciting it is really exciting so i guess my question it was, it to you guys enough to convince sorry Ian, it carry was on. enough to convince me to uh to uh, slip something else in the pre-order on saturday <laughs> <laughs> is that a necromantic team uh, definitely yes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, look, £85 for this box set is fantastic. Now, there are already rumours that they have sold out, um, or at least that third-party sellers aren't going to get mm. um, any more than their initial allotment. So this could be the Lizardman pitch all over again. I'm really hoping not. Really, really, really hoping not. Um, but... You as... think they learned the lesson after Indomitus? Oh, I just Can you imagine if this is another Indomitus? Because oh god, even in our group chat, the guys are like, "Right, uh, I just want this team. I just want these dice. I just want this. Could we get a box? Could we split it? Are we going to see scalping?" And I was like, "Oh, I didn't even consider that." But you know what? If the box is eighty-five pounds, um, and you can shift a team for twenty quid, that's two teams at twenty quid, and you know, a troll ogre ten quid each in the book. You know, ten fifteen quid. Um, <laughs> And the star players 10 15 quid each uh, at those ridiculous prices you're already making money and you end up with uh, some referees and a pitch for you know for profit yeah. so that's um that's concerning hopefully it will still be 85 pounds and there will be enough to hit um the demand because i'm going to feel guilty trying to order multiple copies now <laughs> uh but you know it's for the podcast so gotta be done yeah it's it's justified all right <laughs> <laughs> no I'll, I'll order just just the one copy um i do really want the, the, the black orc team i mean i mean you guys the teams in the box are you i mean is there one particular one you're excited about oh i'm smashing out an ability as soon as i get my hands on it <laughs> yeah that's i'm very excited to run them i tried um a Bretonian game on Blood Bowl 2 last night. Oh, wow. The team haven't played yet. That's going to trigger some people, Ben. Yeah, well, you know, they're, they're pretty similar. <laughs> but when I was playing Bretonians, I was thinking, I was building the list and I initially built it to try and be like what my ability team is going to be like. But my, my ability one is using the yoga. Yeah. So obviously I had to take that out and then I just had so much cash. So I thought, okay, right, I'll put the two extra blitzes in. And yeah i'm gonna miss those two extra blitz bretonian blitzes on an ability team dauntless i was up against chaos and dauntless came in so often which is not going to be there and you have two less block catch people oh yeah, it's going to be pretty rough this is what you were saying about the uh the right this is why i wondered who you were dauntlessing um so easily you're like straightforward dauntless i was like who is there like what who are you playing is it Kemri? Yeah, just all the uh, chaos warriors yeah. <laughs> the chaos warriors that's actually that's actually appropriate how about you trips either one of the teams take your fancy see the problem is both of them both of them look <laughs> a bit of fun they look they they look like they'll be a great match off against the two teams and I, I do seem to end up with griff every once in a while in a team so I can't wait to get the stars. Yeah. 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 Have you ever been to a tournament and not taken Griff? Uh, once. <laughs> oh, that was uh, Tombstone. <laughs> that was when I didn't know what star players were. <laughs> hey, we've all been there. Discovered Griff. <laughs> so we've got the box coming out. The brawls are going to be separate. So this is something that's really good. There is um, evidently a whole bunch of tens of thousands of people out there who ha already have Blood Bowl teams. So if the box goes out of stock and you can't get hold of it, you can still get hold of the rulebook or the digital rulebook if you don't already have a uh, <clears throat> digital copy. So 
uh, if you need the rules, you will be able to get the rules. Which you talked about the design earlier and how cool it is. I think it's really neat that like the French, Dutch, Russian players all get like country themed cards. <laughs> like they get to like show off their flag every time they play a card. So the cards are, have got the heavy blue, white, and red theme. Yeah, Ben's right. That's that's just the France flag, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, Rich Saxby's teams will be very happy. Yeah, that's actually bang on. He always does blue and red. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. He's got that one color scheme. Um, so there is a card pack coming. It is just called card pack oh no it is called special plays okay fine that's just a weird way to market it um looks like it just straight up replaces the old one um i'll add it to the order we'll have a look and see what it's about uh, cards are mentioned in the blood Bowl 2020 rulebook so it it makes sense that they would have more cards and it does or it does really definitely look like they are going to be um ousting the old ones which uh, I'd, someone asked us on a video they were like hey is um are the old cards being you know outlawed and i was like well i don't think there's a lot of them that are restricted based on addition i mean you guys i don't know if you've used the cards much but i don't think there's much in there that would no. stop you if you were just playing at home or at your league or whatever mm -hmm. yeah you, look, as long as you talk to your opponent beforehand you can agree things it's it's when you just turn up and got five cards in your hand <laughs> yeah these are my cards i still do think there should be some kind of menu for you to choose from but we've talked about that before um yeah i mean you you end up using the same deck anyway don't you between players so i think um basically they were like uh, hey do you use cards and you know are the new ones replacing the old ones and we were like i think we used cards a couple of times but some of them are garbage and some of them are amazing and it just seems really swinging and not worth it you're better off getting a reroll yeah. for the cost and particularly with the star players being cheaper now we're going to see people heading towards them for inducements instead i really think so it's quite funny because you know for a league you kind of want to have a bank of star players available to share but covid says no to sharing so not not ideal um but the lockdown has kind of ended our league for a little while anyway isn't it so yeah, there's a manageable, ma more manageable amount of star players now as well, I think. And if they start bringing out more plastic kits, I think it's not going to be too long before they're easier to get hold of, if you ever need them for your team. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I, I'm a big fan of that. I mean, what was there, 20 star players, I think, something like that? Um, at yeah, the moment, at the moment. Yeah. But it looks yeah. like Frankenstein and a werewolf guy is at least coming for undead and i think bryce the slice the artwork for him is out as well so that's at least three more star players coming for undead plus is he the chainsaw one yeah yeah based on um, bruce campbell from the yes. evil dead movies which are really good fun um one of my one of my guilty pleasure movies i think evil dead 3 that and guilty the... pleasure yeah it's well, just so good. Yeah, Army of Darkness That's is amazing. amazing. <laughs> Don't feel guilty about that. <laughs> that, and, that and The Mist are just two films I watched repeatedly when I was younger. Have you guys seen The Mist? No. Oh. Is it just as groovy? It's, it's, it's wicked. <laughs> um, basically, it's about a magical mist that descends upon a town and these people are in a supermarket and that basically everybody locks themselves in in a supermarket while these demons patrol outside and like break in and do things it's just got one of the most horrific endings of any movie ever and um <laughs> like it's just it's just gut-wrenching and i made tiff watch it the other day and she was like this film is horrific why would you do it just had a proper go at me <laughs> i was like okay maybe we won't watch this one together anyway the mist 2007 incredible film terrible cgi but it doesn't matter 
newer than I newer than I expected though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> you watch it and yeah. Um, anyway, the whole point of that is that uh, horror movies into necromantic team and the necro team is landing at exactly the same time. So there was a lot of um, a lot of people actually speculated this because when they did 2016, it was the two teams plus Skaven at the same time. Um, I was mm-hmm. I was not expecting it to be literally at the same time. Were you? No. I think I was because I think everything's been delayed. Mm. As a and as as an experienced player, it gave you another team to get your your hands round, and it's it's a hell of a fun team to look at as well. Oh, it really is. There's a lot, There's a bit of a divide. Excuse me, because it's um what we would call a stylized team in some ways. Um, it's it is got... a bit, yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's some key pieces that are kind of like undoubtedly amazing. I think the flesh golems are genuinely fantastic. They are so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, it, it, a couple I, of the zombies. Are there. I'm gutted that you can only take two flesh golems. I'm looking at this. Mm. I'm like, I wish Games Workshop were okay with me buying two boxes to run four golems. Like, I know it would yeah. perhaps make the team even stronger. Um, but I just don't think it would have hurt anybody to have extra of these models. Now, Kemri's gone anyway. Um, you need the mm. extra multiple strong pieces. I don't know, maybe the Blackhawk team's filling that point. Anyway, I am 100% picking this team up just mm-hmm. because I have to. It's just so cool. Yeah, likewise. I'm, I'm, I am going to swap out the sheets. I re- I do like the models, <laughs> but I just feel like... I've got. I'd rather have a ghost. I think like an actual ghost. Ghost. Uh, you've got some That's some nice, nice ghosts lined up, though, haven't you? I do. Yeah. Yeah. But these all make awesome team markers. I think stick them on the gravestone <laughs> or a bigger base, and I think it will actually look pretty cool. What about you, Trips? What do you think to the ghosts? Uh, I see. I quite like them, but um, that's more of my stylized style. I would guess. I like a bit of fun <laughs> in my miniatures. Oh, yeah. No fun allowed. Get out. Yeah, the thought of painting them is uh, slightly freaking me out. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Just uh, nylac oxide, I think. I know it's a bit glowy, a bit glowier than it said that the pictures is, but that's, that would be a solid way of doing it. I actually like the sheets. The one I don't like is the ghoul. Um, the you ghoul. don't like the ghoul? No. Like I like oh, the God. judge death helmet. That's wicked. But the pose just makes him look like he's got insanely long arms. Like he does, yeah. But like, he's a ghoul. He's all lanky and gross. I just prefer the undead ghouls. Uh, so, hey, that's, that's the great thing about this team is you've got a lot of crossover. Um, not as much as oh, you yeah. used to. I know that's going to upset some people because the uh, <laughs> the whites did done get gone um, and replaced with wraiths. But the, the, if you've got some zombies painted up, you've got some ghouls painted up. You you you're on the way there, and quite yeah. quite frankly, if you want to use your skeletons from your undead as zombies, because there's only one lineman positional, that's not going to cause any problems anywhere. I don't think. Um, so... I think also some like if you if you had like a third party necromantic team, I've seen a couple, and they tend to go down the route of like more ghostly characters for the for the whites. Um, so they would transfer quite nicely into this. I'm thinking mainly the Grebo one is really good. Yeah, I think that uses um like ghost whites like female white uh, banshee kind of uh, oh yeah 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 actors. Uh, yeah yeah uh, punga has got some absolutely lovely wraith banshee kind of miniatures so when right. they've delivered their vampire kickstarter they'll be available for order and um i think there'll be there'll be some shopping going on there so yeah this team i think is looking great and there's 14 in the box again 
Yeah, like the undead. Yes. Really cool. Yeah, which is quite impressive given that there's eight positionals in the box. Um, you know, yeah, I think it was required. I don't think they could have been stingy on this one. Just with, yeah, like you say, it's there's so many positionals in this team and then you also need zombies. So. You, you can't afford it. Like, you cannot build a team using all eight positionals, I mm. don't think. I don't think it's mathematically possible um, at, for a million. Anyway, so... Well, it might be, but there's no re-rolls, and that's going to be a fun game. So, yeah. Short game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. a bit one-sided, although the werewolves are pretty sweet. So, yeah, we've got the Necro team coming as well. The pitch is pretty cool. Um, we haven't seen some... We haven't seen great shots, which is a bit of a shame. There's pumpkin on one side. It's like a pumpkin graveyard. Yeah. Uh, I like the center token, like the, the smiling pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. You don't get a very oh, good I shot have... at it. So yeah, I, I just have a big issue with this. My it... my massive issue with this is they are releasing this at like the furthest possible time away from Halloween that it could be now. Because we've had Halloween. It's over. It's like releasing like a Christmas team on like January 10th. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to be ages before people are going to use this in like a theme. If this was like three weeks early at Games Workshop, it would have been amazing. Halloween was on a Saturday. Everyone at Mega Bowl would have picked one up. Exactly, and... exactly, and that's what that's what the original rumor was, wasn't it? And I, I yeah, I don't know. Like, I think maybe like Ian said, um, so many delays they had to jam everything together. Maybe yeah, it's just this I, Halloweeny pumpkin picture. I, I'm with you. Just think, it gives you eleven months to paint it for Tombstone next year. <laughs> you only yeah, need one true, Friday actually. night. That's all you yeah. need. Um, I tell you what, though, I love the dice. Um, again, you've got that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, what's Jack the Skellington? Yeah, it's that's that's the kind of the face is reminiscent of that, and that's mm. a, that's a Christmas movie, Ben. So there you go. Got some. That is true. Nightmare yeah, maybe Before... that's the plan a little. <laughs> yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas on the bubble pitch. Um, I can see them. <laughs> I can see them shooting for that. Anyway, excited for that, and very excited for the Spike magazine. Um, I can't. I can't imagine there's going to be any changes to the Necro team in that magazine. Um, can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, let's not. Let's not make any. Let's. <laughs> let's not bait fate here. Um, yeah, it turns out they're turning them into into whites again. Uh, they just flip flop oh, straight back. Wow. They kind of did it with Underworld this year, didn't they? They were like, boom. Oh. You lose your blitzer, get a gutter runner, but it's a rubbish racist gutter runner that doesn't like anybody and doesn't get <laughs> mutations. Uh, just enough for all the underworld players to just feel absolutely destroyed. And then they turned it up to 11, made all the Skaven best friends, gave you a rat ogre and some snotlings for the lols. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly, underworld got so lucky this year. I just can't yeah. imagine. It's it's like having your star quarterback injured and then replaced with someone even better because it's not things. Um, cool. So we got that, and we've got the tree. Um, mm. I think the tree is actually a lot smaller than expected. Uh, there was a shot of the tree on a pitch with halflings, and it's he is short. Yeah, it's only like three halflings tall. It, it's it's an ambitious strength six, and um, I. But then, yeah, we're also used to putting, like, actual giants on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, my Ent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think what made it seem short to me was we saw a picture of the render in Blood Bowl 3, and they used this exact tree man sculpt. 
that and was he it. is short in that as well like he's only, he's only just a little bit above the dwarf oh which, wow yeah well because yeah as in like bulk as well um he doesn't stand that tall like i think even the ogre is like matching yeah maybe it shrunk taller, in maybe. storage for six months <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> See, trees yeah, need six light. Months, did you not know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember is, the tree man. This is where the gaslighting comes out. Oh, we're going to upgrade our old tree man model. Um, now, now comes with it. This second edition comes with the squirrel star player. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's cool. I mean, we're going to have to pick one up just to have a look at the the size and everything. And it's quite a cool model. Yeah. Um, I think it it's is better than the deep root model. Yeah, I prefer. It, I think. Um, um, hmm. It's just got the stylized factor. I know we, we kind of use that word a lot, but it, it's... It's the most cartoony model I think they've got. Yeah. Which and is... that's for the under, with the yeah. necromantic team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I, the Tree Lords, uh, the Tree Lords, the Warlords of Erebon trees just still stand yeah. out by a mile. I mean, they're 15 pounds for three, but also each sculpt is individually better than this one. Yeah. This was, I think, rumoured 18 yeah, eighteen, eighteen so, stands about right, and the um the necro team I think was twenty six RRP as well, which is exactly cool. standard. The spike and everything else is exactly how you'd expect it to be, and then of course most importantly issue is it four fifty eight of White Dwarf that's coming with the special cards. Yep. Yeah, that's the yep. one you want. Oh, and of course Zolkath the Zoat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a pretty lovely model, guys. What do you think? It's um, a lovely model. It looks really nice um it's definitely one you want to pick up although is he a great star uh that's my that's my one concern with this guy uh is that as a star player he's 230k only plays for elves and lizardmen and elves and lizardmen are renowned for never having petty cash or anything (laughs) so yeah and as a tournament because they're expensive teams, 230 is going to be difficult to fit him into a roster as well. However, I think this dude will make a fantastic Croxigor miniature. Um, I agree. Because we don't have one of those either. Um, yeah. I, I just think it's beautiful. Like I, I saw this model and I was like, this is one of my favourite sculpts from Games Workshop. Technically Forge World. And I'm not even kidding. Like I think I don't know what it is about this, but I really like this model. It just it it's a weird thing to say because it is a lizard man centaur, but it looks mm. natural. There's just it just yeah. it looks like it's always existed, which is really cool. Um, did yeah, Ben, you called it there. It is going to be Forge World, so it's going to be about half the price of the entire starter set. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit scary. Uh, I, I don't think it'll be that much. I don't think it. What's Deep Root though? Deep Root was forty, forty-two, I think. Yeah. I, I, this guy is probably not deep root sized, is he? But so thirty, something. I, I could see thirty, thirty. I can see thirty-five or thirty-four because it's Forge World. Um. Yeah, I think he he appears to be on a forty mil base. Um. So he's pretty hench. Um. I hope that's forty. Yeah. I don't. It think looks it... like it with the with the the height. Oh, okay. uh, 32 tend to be a bit taller than that, I think, looking at the uh, necromantic team. If you look at like, the tree, man, the base feels different. It feels longer. So, but, so um, Ben, is the reason you love this model because he has clearly got um, corn juggernaut armor pieces on him? He does. They're really cool. I think this would be <laughs> awesome just in any like chaos anything. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, one of the, uh, cool. one of the, other, the other pickups is that uh, people now want a Zote team. 
Yeah, yeah. Get some skinks and then a cheap team that can afford Zote star player. Ah, oh, Zote, Zotes and skinks. Could, that would be a very sweet team. Um, it makes no sense, and they should bring back Slan. But uh, Zotes, <laughs> Zotes, Zotes. This is a lovely model, and I think it's worth a painting project kind of pickup. But I don't think it's ever going to see the pitch unless you want to use him as an ogre. Use him as an ogre for your team. You know, that's the cool thing about big guys and star players is if you've got a one positional, like you could run this as the chaos ogre. Like you could, you can, you know, if you're packed team or whatever, you can fit him into a team. You could run him as a human ogre. You could run him as a nobility ogre or a, a troll. You could run him as a big guy in any team. Um, I think. Especially the Crocs, like you said. Yeah, the Crocs is the most yeah, straightforward I mean, one. The Crocs is the cool. Um, but then some people have got the Fanath Crocs now, so I don't need it. That's true. <laughs> Isn't that right, cool. Ian? Yes. Yeah. On my desk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Brilliant. So, Games Workshop news-wise, I think, uh, and they've got the Blood Bowl books coming out, but they're reprints. I think that's it for Blood Bowl, and I think that's gonna be it for Blood Bowl for a little while. And I think, mm. I th- you've got enough to keep us busy, though. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I think that's okay. And in tiny well, edition. Uh, dropping at Christmas slash in a lockdown. Um, it's going to take a little while before we really get to feel out uh, the kind of meta or at least, you know, experience too many leagues because um, yeah, I just think it's going to be a little while before we can get to the tabletop again. However, playing in the pandemic is something that we are going to cover when we talk about Mega Ball because we did sneak a team in literally just before lockdown completely by happenstance. So there is a way to play Blood Bowl um, in the, the the gentlest and safest of tears. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll be all right. Maybe it'll be all right. Uh, News-wise, we had one more bit. Is that right? Ah, the 3D Fantasy Football Dugouts Volume 1 uh, by 13 Bad Luck. That is a catchy name. So, this isn't live yet? Ian, did you say there was some stuff on Facebook? Yeah, he, he stuck a couple of pics on Facebook when he announced it. I think it goes live on the 11th so it'll be live when the podcast goes up fantastic so this is dugout slash display bases really isn't it yeah and yeah these are these are really cool yeah Yeah, i'm just having to flick through these um we've kind of got like there's different themed backs with the actual dugouts on so we've got like like an undead theme we've got like a chaos theme um and then, yeah, they've got, like, spaces at the front for your teams and, like, circular bases. Okay. That is mm. actually very cool. Ah, uh, oh, the link doesn't work. Never mind. <laughs> Audio listeners, uh, if you search for 3D Fancy Football Dugouts, you should be able to find some pictures of it. Um, I'll, put the, yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Um, and we can kind of... You can kind of see... I've got, I've got the pictures of there. At least their logo thing. So, yeah, it's... I like the way they've done it. They've got variable sizes. I mean, you guys are both you both printer guys now. Uh and Ian, you've got experience printing actual tiles of a blood bowl pitch. Is this gonna be this is is this for your resin printer or the plastic printer? I reckon you could probably print this on a on a plastic printer, looking at the detail. I wouldn't uh, do a resin one with this, it would just be too big. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so we don't know of prices or anything yet, then. 
No, it'll all come down to price. If it's a, a sensible price, then yeah, this weekend's going to be very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it depends where the campaign finishes. That's the most dangerous thing about Kickstarter is you can jump on, you can be like, oh, I'll put this on, and you forget about it, and then... <laughs> And then it's like, oh, yeah. well, why has Amazon taken £75 from me? I'm like, oh, yes, because I went in on something. Uh, cool. I mean, I, th- I think this is a great idea. We saw a few of these at um, at Mega Bowl, I think, where people had become prepared with mini dugouts. They can just transport their teams around in, and then they've got their dugout ready to go on the pitch. I think it's a really clever idea. Um, I think yeah, it needs they've, magnets. They've even got, like... Um, yeah, well, they've even, I think it's like a clip looking at it. Like, they sort of clip into each other. But I was going to say, like, it's basically they've got, like, areas where you put your teams. And then they've also got, like, a score tracker. And um, you can, like, clip off your team board and clip on the score tracker. And you play your game, which I think is quite neat. Oh, that is cool. Well, it would be good to have a look at this uh, when it goes live. Um because I'm a big fan of Blood Bowl Bling and it's nice to get something like that. It's a pretty tough time at the moment to be trying to, to pump out, I think, anything massively Blood Bowl. Um, there's a couple of bits floating around. I think I saw a Slan-like spoiler team um, literally before we recorded, but it's uh, an upcoming jobby what's it. It's from the guys who did that um, grotesque Nurgle team uh, last month. I mean... Oh yeah, yeah. Well that executed. Was. The stand team looks really good. Um, unfortunately, quite savagely, someone immediately put in the comments. I think it was like the fourth comment down, like just in time for them to <laughs> disappear <laughs> off the face of the earth. Uh, which is plan is a risky one, isn't it? Because like that was already on a knife edge of like <laughs> yeah. Some people just say no, that team doesn't exist. That was already the case. It's such a cool no. team, though. It's so sad. It's so sad. You played it the other day, didn't you? I did. I played two games on Fumble because mm. um, <laughs> I just wanted to get it in before now. Anyway, we've covered everything for news. We'll take a very quick break and we'll be back with hobby and games and things. And I will bore you all with Slan Superiority. <laughs> Okay, it's hobby and games. So we'll start with Ian. Have you played any Blood Bowl recently? Have I played any Blood Bowl recently? Uh, well, there was obviously the Mega Bowl games, which I'll, <laughs> I'll we'll pick up later. Um, but we had we've had uh, Club Night before lockdown came in, um, and I played uh, two lizard two lizard games a couple of weeks ago. They were really good fun like the lizards a lot now was um, that is that 2020 like the, the 2020 i love the chameleon skinks oh fantastic i see i haven't got chameleon i haven't got lizards to the the pitch but i am obviously very excited for the chameleons are they are they as good as promised they are because that the uh the that extra skill gives them the uh, kickoff return skill effectively but yeah. also then the, the pass block as well means you can really fly around with them so you, well, just gotta, yeah. you actually got just pass block to work standing up that's that's amazing who was throwing things uh that was against a, a, a throwing orc team oh dan yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know who it was oh yeah yeah, yeah. We, we were literally going right what in the rule book have we not tested <laughs> <laughs> let's try a that's deflection awesome, though that is really good. Um, how? Did, what was the result? Did you win? How did it go? Uh, that was a one-all. 
one uh, one all with a very very messy second half where I think the ball moved about four squares, but I think we both had about five casualties. We put orcs <laughs> and saurus all together in a block, and nothing's oh. going. Nothing's going to happen. Oh man, that's awesome! And now Dan, there's always a good game, and there's always a lot of casualties and a ridiculous amount of completions. Um, so tier one versus tier one, landing at a one all. I would have given the edge to the lizards there, but. And you can't give an edge to anybody who's played against Dan, to be fair. Um, good coach. Good coach and just unexpected tactics, I think, is probably the best way to describe how Dan plays. Um, yeah, he, uh, I don't know if I mentioned the game. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, I played against him with my corn as like a send-off. Oh, against his ogres. He was trying, yeah, his new ogre team that he's painted up in lockdown. And... That was like the toughest game against Ogres I've ever played. <laughs> like I thought I was gonna just rinse him with my like corn, but <laughs> I took out the he just ta- kept tagging the bloodthirst with Snotlings, man, and he just yeah, and he just broke the team apart. You know what? I I, I think um I think Sam when he took corn to uh, Fobble Wobble Cup, he played against. Did he not play against the guy playing Ogres, the Squid Ogre team? Oh yeah, he must have done. And didn't Ogres give him a really hard time because of all the little guys sidestepping yeah. and just frenzy leading people around? That was it. Yeah, I was thinking just like where I've heard of this this happening before. Yeah. But yeah, frenzy against Snotlings. You're getting like six dice, six block dice against them. Yeah, statistically, you're going to get a pal, but if you don't, it's terrible. <laughs> you just, <laughs> they, just do it, they just do what they like. Completely out of position. Oh, that is fantastic. Right, so we've got some good games here for Blood Bowl 2020 from, from Ian. Ben got a good buy game with Corn. Um, and like you like you mentioned earlier, I got I've got two games of Slan in. I don't know why, but all of a sudden Milton and Sam well been like, oh, can we try out Fumble? <laughs> it's like, yeah, absolutely, I'm around. Um, tips at work, let's get some Fumble games in. And I was like, well, I want to say goodbye to Slan. Um, and uh, Milton ran Undead, trying to get some reps in with his Undead team. And I can't remember what the score was. I think it was two, two, one nil, two nil, something like that. Um, but Slan, this is this is obviously 2016 rules where Leap is just their agility, and oh, it was just so much fun just jumping over guys on a two plus. Got my four rerolls, got my three agility four um, catchers who are also amazing throwers because their agility four is literally like the team built for 2016. Um, if that team does port over, it's going to be it's going to be awful, which is such a shame, because the catchers aren't going to be able to throw because they've got the catcher word, which means they're basically going to be passing on a five plus. And Do you um, reckon if they were to rebuild the team, they'd introduce like a thrower? Uh, oh, that's interesting. Actually, I would that would be interesting. Um, I think what's more likely is they'll just give them the the pogo skill or the 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 frogo skill, as I call it, uh, and just okay. let, let them bounce nerf passing like they have done with everything else and just use give them all the pogo skills so at least they're at least they're leaping the same way um oh, that's all the team needs it, it would take a bit of a nerfing but everybody's taken a nerfing just ask dark health coaches um and uh yeah i think that would be all they need so i got that game in and then i played against sam who was wanted to say goodbye to kemry and um right there. yeah it's not a good matchup. Uh, not a good matchup. Kemri just just cannot do things with the ball, um, and having a couple of agility four guys running around, flying through the air, uh, is just wicked. So had two great games of fumble, 
with Slan. Even one of them was against Kemri, and um, yeah, it was it was it was good. We've had a good month of kind of getting the most out of Blood Bowl 2016 with with yeah. Mega Bowl and a bit of fumble and you know corn. Ah, oh, it's just wicked. You guys feel ready, ready for the new season now, new edition. Well, it's it's here, it's it's here. Yeah. But for me, we're going through this horrible lockdown thing. But even take that away I, I haven't been on blood bowl 2 since it got announced um i don't think i have like someone commented the other day i was like hey you're not streaming at the moment i was like well i don't blood bowl 2016 is kind of dead to me like it's a horrible thing to say but i don't really want to go and chuck a load of hours in on blood bowl 2 because i'm just going to be learning things that don't work anymore um yeah. i don't know do, how do you guys feel about that I enjoyed saying goodbye to it at Mega Bowl, mainly because there's only so many rule sets I can hold in my head. <laughs> and we, we pushed it. Mega Bowl was all the broken rule sets in one go. Yeah. Glorious. <laughs> Absolutely wicked way. I'm so happy with that. I'm so happy with the timing. I'm so happy we got to play. I'm so happy so many people came along. Um, and yeah, I've just... I, we will talk about it in the next segment, but I, I kind of... I kind of regret not playing, although I I still don't think I I don't think Ben and I would have been I don't think we would have been allowed to play because of the way the rule of six works. Um, but it would have been lovely to get Slan on the pitch for that tournament to say goodbye, um, or maybe not goodbye. I don't know. There's a guy called Flick McConnell who's built uh, who's basically transferred every team from Fumble into twenty. 2020 stats. I haven't had a chance to look at it. I think we should probably do a deep dive in a, an yeah, episode. Yeah, work there. Yeah, yeah, Nuffles works. See if we can't get him on. Actually, <laughs> um, just make sure he's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, got to do that. Um, how about uh, how about some hobbying? So we've we've had a tournament. So I'm assuming there was some painting going on, Mister Triplo. Yeah, there was uh, definitely painting. Why? Well, I decided to change my roster about 10 days before mega bowl so <laughs> having had six months to prep a team suddenly deciding to throw the snotlings in was very relieved to find they were really as small as everybody said so uh, that wasn't too bad that's just one and, one uh, coat of uh, contrast isn't it pretty pretty much yeah one <laughs> evening and uh spashed that theme out and uh looked at the pump wagon and thought no i'll come back to that another day <laughs> oh yeah that'll give you something about that that'll give you something to do um <clears throat> if uh if your uh, box and sets then I've started, sorry yeah, i've started i've started basing a, a, an orc team which uh, a friendly 3d printer printed out for me so uh oh. loving my orcs of the pirate bay it's a very cool team. It's very cartoony. It looks like the artwork from the rule book, to be fair. Um in, it was a bad idea, in, yeah. in form. And I think we had a chat about this, in the, didn't we? We said that the, the model's almost going to paint themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they, mm. they, they went from uh, being a team that I was quite interested in to I think I'm going to run Orcs as my second team now. Really? Mainly because I've got some really sweet miniatures to get on the table. <laughs> well, could yeah, you... I've got to give you a few more of those, actually. There's a few more say, to go. Could you not fandangle a couple of um, a couple of extra Black Orcs and dual-wield the team? Yeah, you can, you can mirror them as well, so they're slightly differently posed. Yeah. Oh, that's good. 
that's a remarkable benefit of 3D printing that I don't think I'd ever considered, Ben. That's oh, it's great when you have like lines of like, let's say, you, let's say you want like, I had zombies. I was printing zombies, and I had like six zombie sculpts. Then you mirror them. You've basically got eighteen because when they're all lined up like a rank, you really don't see that they're mirrored because just different arms are different places. Oh, really that is cool. genius. So you need a three D printer. Yeah, it's it's on the list. It's on the list. Um, Twelve, not eighteen. That's, no, no, I, I assumed that's, that's you were, some good math there. I assumed that some were upside down as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's wicked. Uh, have you got any hobby in Ben? Um, I have done a bit. Yeah, I finished my Warcry team. Oh, um, yeah, my Far Eastern themed uh, free guild, which is quite exciting. Um, quite unique. Um, very yeah, unique. I'm looking forward to running them. Showed them um, off on um, Whip Wednesday last week. Um, yes. Your your freehand flower work and stuff is absolutely gorgeous. A couple of them I messed up on, but I haven't seen, I haven't taken reverse shots of those ones. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, yeah, they they were good fun. That was a nice um, nice little project. I've been working on some Underworlds as well. I'm basically trying to get all, all the games we've promised we'll play when lockdown ends, which we absolutely <laughs> won't. Yeah, all these we games will not. that we yeah. <laughs> All these games are just like right. I've got to have. It's kind of like my my goal. I think is I want to have something painted for every game. That whenever this game is played, I'm just like yes, I can bring my painted thing out. But the trouble is, is I start them all and I never finish any of them. When it comes to playing a game, and I've have never got a painted <laughs> because I've always got like one and a half minis done. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I'm right there with you. When it came to filming Blood Bowl 2020 games, I was like, "Yeah, I got loads of teams," and literally one of them was painted mm. like to a to a <laughs> eleven man tabletop. I was like, "I played sevens for days. I had no, I had just my Skaven team. That was it." I was like, "Oh my goodness me!" But yeah, yeah the, un- the, the novelty wears off these things so fast. <laughs> um, Underworlds is, however, a great pick. Um, mm. I, I also picked up a. I keep calling them teams. They're warbands. So this is for Warhammer yeah. Underworlds, which is a miniature slash collectible card game disaster of a game. But it looks really good. Um, Ian, you, good yeah, I was going to say you're down the rabbit hole as well. Yeah, yeah, went down the rabbit hole. Had a couple of uh, test games with Rich, and uh, uh, despite having only read the rule book an hour beforehand, it was uh, <laughs> good fun. And uh, yeah. Um, uh, the entertaining of whoever slaughtered the most uh, characters lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Underworlds. It, it's it's a really sweet time spot. Um, yeah, I, I love Sevens because you can you can get a game comfortably in an hour. Um, you know, realistically, it's forty five minutes. But Underworlds is twenty five thirty five minutes, isn't it? Yeah, it's three three games well. in a club night, easy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a real sweet spot in these days, and that game is online as well, so you can play that. Yeah, online. That's, yeah, I think I think it even has all, has all of the teams now. I think. Yeah, and Actually, it's I don't, don't and, it, on that. and it's current as well. So yeah. uh, I think that's kind of like fumble is we don't know when it's going to be updated to twenty twenty. I know they're doing work to do it, but uh, we don't know when it's mm. going to be updated. And obviously, until BB three comes out, we're going to be in that weird. We're going to be in that weird middle ground where we're not allowed to play games with each other, but all you can play online is the old format. Going to be really, really strange for like three months, I think. Yeah, um, I, um, I think, but I mean, I guess it's okay that 
you know, everything's kind of on a standstill at the moment. It's very understandable. There is no rush for these things because obviously, yeah, um, kind of everything is on, on pause at the moment. So. Yeah, that's true. And it's, um, it is interesting timing with the actual box game landing, isn't it? Because basically only the people in Wales are going to be allowed to play it. Um, and only if they're outside. <laughs> yeah. Gives Absolutely. everyone else a chance to at least paint it. Well, that is a yeah. really good point. Um, although I think we've all demonstrated that unless there's a tournament, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but... I've sworn on nobility, I'm going to paint these guys up in one session, like Oof. start to finish. Now you've uh, we'll stream it. You've made and... a bit of a head start with one piece, there, haven't you, Ben? With uh, yeah, that is true. Actually, I've got him here. Oh, I was thinking, oh, I thought you meant the show. I'm just like, where are you going with this? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, but, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a little ogre here. He is printed. He's probably not going to show up very well. But um, yeah, it's it's a pirate ogre from Titan Forge. Um, but he looks jolly noble. Um, well, you got say a feather in his cap. He's a pirate ogre, but he looks more like a um, conquistador ogre. Funnily enough, the file is literally conquistador captain. There you go. Um, it's from the ogre pirates. Uh, Patreon, oh. um, but yeah, it's uh, he's really cool. He's there's a couple of issues that I'm probably going to change up on him. I, w- I was going to paint him in advance of the nobility team coming, so I kind of like Tesla scheme. Um, but the window but, got a bit closer um, now. Um. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, and there's a couple of um, couple of additions I'm going to make from the kit. So I like the tokens have like griffins. Um, yes, they've got like long wings. I'm going to snip one of those off and put it on his breastplate so it kind of blends in with them a bit more. And also maybe add some like green stuff feathers. Um, more more feathers, because really, I think you need more feathers. Well, I think this team does need more feathers. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like excited. That. Really, really fun. I just don't think the ogre that comes in the box really fits the team all that well. Um, but he will make a great generic ogre to, as like a star. So they've done a good job with the paint scheme of blending the ogre in with the team. And the same with the troll. Um, but the troll yeah. looks really small compared to the black orcs, so I'm mega excited to see how big the black orcs are. Um, yeah, and the blood bowl scale is pretty big as a whole, isn't it? it I is. think like, especially as the teams have come out, it felt felt like it scaled up somewhat, and then scaled down when they did wood elves, and then just carried on going up again because mm. um, wood elves are yeah. like a head shorter than pro elves. The pro elves are oversized, wood elves are undersized. It's a bit of a shame, but they're still they're fantastic. Yeah, exactly. They're fantastic models. Like that's the difference between AV seven and AV eight. No, sorry, AV eight plus and AV nine plus. Gotta stop that. Yeah, gotta get to the new the new vocab yeah. <laughs> terminology. Yeah. yeah, get told off for not saying marking and things like that. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> wicked. I'm excited for that. Uh, I, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm with both of you. I like I like all the new teams. I think I'll paint the Necro team first. Um, yeah, because I know that I think you and you and uh, Ian Warhanam Hannam are going to paint up the, the two teams for the box, so pressure's off. Fingers crossed. Yeah, the pressure's off on that one, so I can just focus on the on the, the lazy boy paint style that I've seen to have absolutely mastered recently of pick a coloured primer, use that, and paint just on top of it, which I'm very happy with. Um, as for my hobby bits, I mean, if you guys are following the YouTube channel, you'll see on Whip Wednesdays, um, every week pop up what everybody's been working on so if you send us in what you've been working on and put it on the show it's quite cool to look at what everyone's doing and i've painted more recently than ever before i think except tournament but it's just a complete mix of things b 
bits of Blood Bowl, bits of Mana War, got some six mil fantasy knights on the table. Yeah, they just arrived, didn't they? Yeah, recently got those I in couldn't resist. I, I know that the guys on the channel who are mostly Blood Bowl, well, entirely Blood Bowl, but I just they were just so cool and so small. Everyone, everyone loves stuff like that. Like yes. that's no matter what your interest is, you're gonna see tiny knights and you're gonna think, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, so I've I've been painting my guys. Uh, and they're just brown and agraxed at the moment. So it picks out the detail at six mil. Then you just like spot fill the color bits, and that's it. Chuck it on a wicked base, add a load of different bushes and things. It's just done. Oh, so exciting! You're actually very good at that. Every time you post a whip, I'm actually inspired to paint because your method of spraying brown and agraxing <laughs> is awesome. But you, like you say, it picks out the detail. It's just like you do that and you post a picture. I'm just like. I want to paint that model because you see exactly where things need to go. The brown is a neutral base. You can put any color over it and you could just leave the brown if you wanted to. And it's basically just now leather. Uh, I, it's I, great. I've splashed out and used green as well recently. Thank you though, Ben. Yeah. I've got the, um, <laughs> I've got the Fanath Dwarf team and I'm going to go for the green undercoat. And that's, yeah. uh, that should do the same thing. I've got the games workshop did a Warhammer community post called like our teams or something and they had this dwarf team and the dwarf team was on the plastic age of sigmar bases um i don't know like shattered realms or something with oh, like cracked the main ones that's it thanks Ian. yeah so uh naturally i picked up a set to base my dwarf team with because i thought it looked quite cool from a dungeon point of view so when i was spray painting tiny men brown i spray painted my death roller from fanath brown as well Got a forty mil shattered domain base, and I'm going to do. I'm going to do that team, um, just for the sake of it, um, because I kind of want to paint those guys because they're kind of like imperial dwarfy. I think they'll go really well mm-hmm. with um, the with some humans from the nobility team. So I'm yeah. kind of going to going to tie it in, um, and paint both teams up at the same time, and then have old world alliance and dwarf and human nobility kind of all ready to go which i think is one of the really big benefits of old world alliance it was because i was doing the team review i was doing the tournament rosters and i was like oh yeah this is this is kind of fun and this way i can run the death roller as an ogre and not hate myself for, for using the using the, the, the model um it's such a lovely model but the death roller it's is a just really good model. Oh, i mean we talked about zolkath not being cost effective but imagine paying 60k less for a player you get for four turns um no ideal yeah i'm wondering those i haven't actually built any of the gw halflings but is their head size similar to a human you could put those nobility heads oh are they not are Um, they smaller no they're massive they have massive i know gw like big heads so like i thought maybe it's like yeah i need to track down the um the halfling head with the squirrel riding around on it Mm, um, yeah, someone... in that that would be a really nice uh, acorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a severed head with a murderous <laughs> cornate squirrel. I thought it was brilliant. I'm gonna have to go rummaging around in the spare parts pile to see if I can find the halflings bruise from several teams worth of headless halflings because I did the chaos stuff with them. So um, <laughs> you never know. You might be able to hook you all up with some acorns. Uh... <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so I think that just about wraps it up for me for hobby and games and stuff is there anything you guys have uh, haven't touched on uh, i think that's it uh, yeah it's it's it was like it's been a slow month but then i've got an entire like warband done since the last podcast so maybe it's not but yeah. everything's just going really fast oh i tell you what we'll, we'll take a we'll take a real world blip here 
it feels mm. like time is so slow. Like, what are we recording? We're recording on Tuesday. The announcement for Blood Bowl came out on Sunday. We had Acorn yesterday. And it feels like we've been... It just feels like a long time since that dropped. And we they, we talked about this when the Snotling team came out, Ben, didn't we? Because we were like, oh, yeah, remember when Snotlings came out nine days ago? Um, and I don't know. Yeah. Is it is it the lockdown effect, you reckon, guys? I, th- I think the lockdown is having some crazy stuff. I'm, yeah, I think it's going fast. I think it's going stupidly fast. Like, Mega Bowl was, what, nearly three weeks ago? And, yeah, and, like, <laughs> I had a day off work, like, literally a week ago, pretty much. And it's just like, that feels like yesterday. Mega Bowl was and ten it, days ago, Ben. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm... It was only ten days ago. Yeah. Was it? I thought it was yeah. three weeks ago. No, no. I, say, I don't know what's happening. This is, this is exactly... Oh yeah, it was Halloween, wasn't it? <laughs> but that's exactly my point. Is that was ten days yeah. ago, and we're like, oh man, so long. Oh, maybe ago. you're right. I think it's going fast, but it's actually going slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's absolutely crazy. Well, let's hope the next few weeks um, don't go slow, and that we do all get our Blood Bowl 2020 box. Um, I mean, we don't know if it's going to be open for a two week or a one week pre order, do we? Have they said? Uh, I would assume one week. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the usual pre-order period. It is. If that would be that would be extremely exciting. If it's just mm. one week uh, and it lands on. Stores have already been getting copies, haven't they? Or as in, like allocating them. So mm. I would assume it's. That's cool. I kind of I I thought I read somewhere that they were going to do a two-week pre-order period for it. Oh, okay. But I don't know. Having it by Saturday the twenty-first would be pretty lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would that would. Have a quick look at the. Uh, Actually, that'd I've be super lovely. Out my uh, my Saturday morning to go and collect it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, I think that's okay. I, uh, oh, I hope it's the twenty first because that's my weekend off. So we could do some. Oh, that, would, uh, that, would. that would be that would be pretty sweet. And Tiff works every Saturday, so I will just have to paint Blood Bowl. Um, which will be terrible. Anyway, talking about playing Blood Bowl on Saturdays, let's take a quick break and talk about Mega Bowl. So as uh, Ben pointed out beautifully a moment ago, it's only been 10 days since Mega Bowl, but it feels like a very, very, very long time where we travelled back in time and un locked all of the crazy rules that we have loved playing in Blood Bowl 2016 and we had a tournament all of these things that are now dead to us all <laughs> um, so we hosted Mega Bowl we hosted Mega Bowl on the weekend that we would have hosted Tombstone which is our horror themed tournament we had to cancel several tournaments throughout the year and rightly so to, you know, for safety and, and lockdown reasons uh, so we bundled them all together and we ended up having a four round tournament with two games of 11s, two games of 7s, using a selection of teams including mixed rosters and uh, a bunch of horror themed teams from the Fumble, Secret and Stunty Leagues. There was almost 500 teams to choose from um, and two different game modes in one go. So we went we went deep. I mean, can you guys think of any Blood Bowl rules that we didn't use uh, <laughs> for this tournament? 2021. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Illegal procedure. Yes, we didn't. That would no, no, no one likes that guy. Even in even in 2020. Um, yeah. And yes, so we had 
everything going for us and it was on the 31st and we snuck it in they they announced lockdown during the last round didn't they yeah during the tournament everyone was just like right we've got to pack up and go home boys <laughs> literally during the tournament it was like yeah, boris is making an announcement at four and now it's five and we're like okay that's fine let's just finish this round quickly guys <laughs> So um, we had the tournament, we had it at Entoyment, and uh, we, Pete, the owner of Entoyment, superb guy, uh, superb crew, actually. It's a, mm. it's a great shop. Um, they take the COVID spacing and everything really, really seriously. They, they know it's important for them to get it right so that they can continue being open. Um, we know it's important to get it right so we can continue playing games. So we ended up splitting into groups of um four or six because of the rule of six so we ended up having three separate groups having mini tournaments within it with an overall scoring thing and an individual group uh win as well so we're just kind of going to have a chat about how it went and i think the most important thing to do is talk about the safety element to start with so ian was playing in one of the groups uh ben and i to'd uh, so Ben was going to be the odd man out, and somebody dropped out. Uh, as actually Steve, um, Stephen Knowles couldn't make it, unfortunately, um, which was sad because we like Stephen, but also kind of good because he was planning on bringing Demons of uh, Slanesh, which is an absolutely <laughs> everyone. terrifying team. Um, so people <laughs> people escaped the Edge Four Strength Five Claws big guy um so you know there's a benefit there but but uh, yeah so ben and i ended up toing ian played played very well and um yeah it was an interesting day so so if tournaments open up next year and the rule of six remains in play i mean i know we've got this um vaccine potentially now which could actually mm -hmm. fix the world which would be really lovely it's likely that group play will have to carry on i mean what do you reckon to that guys I think it. I don't think it. I don't think that's the end of the world. Like I think, yeah, it will have to carry on, especially if we have some earlier tournaments. Um, but it worked well, I think. I mean, it was. It um, made... Sorry, Ian. Please carry on. Oh, it just made for a really nice dynamic because effectively you had a small group of people that you spent the whole day with, and you got to know them. You had a bit of fun. Everyone had come with a very safety conscious attitude and it mm. it just worked that's a good thing to point out and thanks to everyone who did come because we had no issues like everyone fully understood and was perfectly happy following every rule I don't, like, it was never an issue and it was awesome so everyone was so to everyone who turned up so on board and um it was it was, it was yeah you're you're exactly right Ben. it was awesome everyone was just so polite and like right can i do this can we do this where do i go like what's the rule here yeah. it was it was awesome it was lovely to see what well, we ended up 16 people i think in the end who were all just so excited mm -hmm. to play blood bowl but so conscious of doing it safely and it was just it was a really awesome event and thank you to everyone who came and sorry for those of you who who didn't come in the end because of a myriad of reasons like 10 out of 10 respect them like i was really chuffed That's absolutely fine yeah absolutely and we yeah, kept yeah. saying this um you know that like if you don't want to come you don't feel comfortable that's absolutely fine like no problem at all um and i i mean part of part of ian finishing off his snotlings a couple of days before the event 
wasn't necessarily entirely down to you know the change of roster as much as it was the fact that we kind of didn't expect to be able to run it um no spent spent the entire week watching the uh tiering guidance going don't do it don't do it don't <laughs> yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah yeah and um how we got we, we did it we did it safely and it's now two weeks later and we haven't had anything bad happen so that's good so that's really good um being safe turns out um helps sorry america but uh wearing masks and staying different distant and and you know washing um will will do its part even if it's not 100 percent. so that's really cool so we had groups and ian said there it was cool to have um bunches of people and, and little groups as a as a to for me i just the right thing to do but i did feel bad because the downside of those groups is because it was four rounds there was a people were going to have to play twice so especially if there was a small group of four and because of the way honestly because of the way six landed what we ended up doing was just repeating around for those guys as well so everybody who went played somebody twice so just to try and make it um kind of fair so what we did was we repeated round two and round four and the exciting thing about that was that round one was 11s then it went into sevens then it went into sevens and then it went into 11s so whoever you played in round two you played against in sevens you then played a full game of blood bowl so how do you guys think that worked out i mean ian you you played and you played a heck of a game four very important um how was that dynamic i mean did it work so I think it really worked because the teams played very differently in the in the two games because it was sevens and elevens. Um, it really changed the dynamics, and I don't think there was any advantage or disadvantage to having played the team before. Um, it, it may have added a bit of spice to some of the games if you <laughs> if you had your uh, yeah you I'm going to get that player this time. <laughs> Is that what happened to Hackflem in your game four? Uh, Hack Flem, well, Hack Flem got killed in both games. Oh. But, um, <laughs> that was, that was, was clearly an easy tactic looking at the roster. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, on from a safety point of view, from a group point of view, um, obviously it is always risky doing stuff. However, it's one of those really difficult things. And Ben and you and I, we had many chats about this because, on the one hand, it seems it did seem a little bit kind of like, should we be doing this? The government says it's fine and health and safety says it's fine and we're following all the rules and quite frankly i'm further away and more spaced out from people here than i am when i'm at work 40 hours a week so in that regard it was fine and we did it and we we, we went for it we supported yeah. enjoyment and i think it was i think it was a good outcome um and groups worked i mean ben it was your first time toing um <laughs> how well first of all how did you find that I think I think it would have been more useful at Beachhead if I was there because that was like 40 <laughs> coaches you were playing and you had to manage it on your own. Uh, I think yeah, with this was... many, um, I don't know, it was probably, I, to be honest, like I had a great time. And Toyment, if you've never been, is like heaven in their downstairs. They've got every board game imaginable. Oh, I spent a long time looking at games thinking, <laughs> right, which one do I bring home? And like researching them, like I saw a game, like, oh, what's that one like? And I'll do a little bit of research and stuff. So I had a great time just browsing when the games were in full swing because everyone knew what they were doing. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, I had no problem whatsoever being on standby. I, I knew that 
was the case um and so yeah so like it was just good to see people and you know human contact has been very limited i think it was awesome to just at least be in the same room as people have like a chat and just see blood bowl going on because but I'll, have, I'll love to to again if you'd if you'd like that, if you'd appreciate that. <laughs> Even if you wanted 100%. to play a game at some point, I'd happily do what I can. So, um, Yeah, I, I actually think it was very useful to have you there because we had to group out things. I feel like it was actually more involved than even Beachhead. Like Beachhead entering the scores was difficult. There was no questions. Mm. But because we were playing in a, you know, an environment that was just so weird and quite frankly with rule sets that was just horrifically weird, um, which I thought was delicious uh that actually having a second to even for a tournament where there's, there's only 16 players or whatever um made it work really really well i think yeah i, I felt bad you didn't get to play because you brought the wear team and it would have been amazing to see that It'll team get out um but you know we've got to crack I'll bring them in something else oh, they'll, yeah. they'll get added to 20 to 2020 in some way absolutely right so let's have a little bit of a recap so ian what uh what team did you take to mega bowl so I decided to go for the fun theme of saying goodbye to 2016. So I took a, a mixed team because why not take a mixed team to, to uh, the, the tournament? Uh, and I took a humans and snotlings mix, although to be fair, it was very much Griff and his friends, little um, and linemen. Uh, so I, I took a, a team of mainly human and linemen, a human thrower, uh, lots of snotlings and a couple of fungus flingers with both having Hail Mary, which Wait. was uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> but with the full artillery barrage. Oh, yeah. Full on tier five team. So pretty low tier, but yeah. It was your first game. Your first game was ridiculous, though, Ian, because you played against Gary, didn't you? Um, yeah. And he was running, I think, just straight snotlings. He was running full-on snotlings with riotous rookies, um, and uh, and I came over, and you just had like bombers at either end of the pitch, and every time I came over, you were scattering, knocking people down. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember seeing the dugout space was yeah, yeah, just in the reserve and like casualties, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm talking over you. Can you carry on? I'll shut up. <laughs> Go ahead, Ian. We worked out. We threw over 25 bombs in the game, and yeah, as as he said, nearly uh, nearly half of both teams ended up in the casualty box. So, so that was round one. Now that was um, something that really echoed Bonehead Bowl last year was just that there was just big guys and bombs everywhere. This year there were big guys and bombs everywhere and i just it it fit perfectly and your game basically summed it up an absolute treat in uh for that first game so you won that game i think yeah i won that one three nil and i think i got eight casualties which was a, a new <laughs> yeah. personal record yes you did so but you actually I, I, I... you actually got perfect score uh for for round one um sorry yeah. gary and then who did you play in the second round well, I just uh, on on game one did just pick up another personal uh, best as well with a troll lumbering in for a touchdown, oh. having the ball bounced on him and he caught it. They did have to go for it into the end zone with a troll, which <laughs> didn't feel, <laughs> feel comfortable. 
it's never a certain thing. So you even you even went so far as to get the troll touchdown. That's insane. Uh, oh. Yeah, well, <laughs> Griff was there to score the touchdowns, but unfortunately I bombed him out myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to go man. for the second ball handler which was the troll, which was the troll. that's yeah, all you obviously. had left on the team oh that is absolutely fantastic um so that was your first 11s game then round two went into sevens and the rules for this one were you used your standard team you just picked x players where x was essentially six plus your tier i think or five plus your tier so you were tier five so you probably would have had 10 people on your team or something Nine, ten, yeah, yeah, um, and you just played a game of sevens with that. So we knew that it was going to be a, a super powered sevens. Um, re rolls were halved as well, but um, straight up, you got to play against Dark Elf and Skaven by the reasonably fearsome coach Logan. Uh, we've, uh... Yeah, and it was a, it was, a, it was a nasty team to play. A, a Dark Elf. Scave, well, either of those teams in sevens is not fun to play, but there were a lot of positionals and Hackflem. Yeah, it was a this pretty was... scary sight on the sevens pitch. So he had two witch elves, two blitzers, a gutter runner, a Skaven thrower, a bunch of Skaven linemen, and Hackflem. And in sevens, two witch elves, two blitzers, gutter runner, Skaven thrower, and Hackflem as the lineup, uh, with a leader in there as well. Yeah. Oh man, he that just that <laughs> every, every player could win the game. <laughs> yeah, a team that, that I think that mixed team is one of the most brutal combinations out there. Oh, I remember I... facing it <laughs> last year against the same coach um, with Hackflem and against my trolls, and yeah, it just just ran literally ran circles around. So I can second that actually Skaven and Dark Elves as a combo team are fantastic in sevens. I got very lucky and pulled those in Hangover Bowl this year um, mm. and ended up sweeping because it's just a, it's just an awesome combination. And yeah, Hackflem does not make things worse. And he's one of the top rated stars <laughs> for the next edition. So Hackflem is going to stay very, very, very relevant. Um, what was the outcome of the game in? Uh, so I lost that one 2 nil. Yeah. That's Thanks not to, bad. Uh, Griff dropping a three square touchdown pass in the end zone oh, with a reroll. That's brutal. So lost mm. lost to lost to Logan in that round. So let's just ask the question here. How how was the sevens format using an eleven hundred build? <laughs> so, so I think it was really good. I think my I, I changed the team between the two sevens games and took a yep. different lineup in the second game because um, I'd gone very heavy around the single star player. I think that was really exposed as sevens, whereas Logan's team of positional stars was it was it was like a super strength sevens team and he played it really well. Uh, Logan absolutely knows what he's doing so this was one of the biggest risks of the day was that actually sevens is brilliant it's quick you know it's kind of light blood bowl and um because of because it was clued in there was definitely a chance that it could have ended up ugly and clunky um but everyone seemed to be quite enjoying it and you know, I don't think it would make a good permanent format, but I think mixed in with 11s because you say, be playing with the same team. Uh, I think I think it was all right. Yeah, it was like I the second well. on steroids. 
<laughs> that is exactly what we were going for. So that was your round two, and then your round three. Ah, oh, you played against Paul. Yeah, so Bretonians and Amazons. Yes. Two more goodbyes. Two more goodbye teams. So it's nice. Uh, it was wicked to see Paul and his, uh, his little lad, uh, Josh. They came down from quite a way away i think just to kind of i think i don't think they were maybe seeing family um and you know just happened to coincide with the blood bowl tournament but it was absolutely awesome to see both of those and josh uh i think nine years old played superb on the day and it was great to meet paul as well um so yeah bretonians and amazon another double tier one how was that how did that match play out in uh, so that that ended up one one. It was a much tighter game. Uh, that one I took both the bombers, um, so I uh, and I successfully argued a call. So I pretty much had a bomber for the entire game, and that made him really spread his players out, which took a lot of the effectiveness of the team away. That is uh, fair. Bom- bombs flying everywhere. You just can't afford to lose too many players. <laughs> and that was it. Because it was a tier two team, they had seven players total. So every casualty you scored, they had no one else to put back. And I'm assuming because you had uh, snotlings, you snuck a few on with swarming as well. I-, I I had a snotling to swarm on all the time until uh, well until the snotlings touched anyone and then they explode. <laughs> well, that's true. But hey, tackle zone is a tackle zone, right? <laughs> tackle zone is a tackle zone. I did get one snotling blitz in, I think, at one point, which yes. I'm very proud of. Yeah, that's that's the dream right there. So that was wicked. That was your your, and then of course round four was your rematch against Logan. Now before we pest it in to tell us how that match went, we need to set up a little bit of background at this point. So we had three individual groups, and within each individual group, there was an individual group winner, but there was also an overall match. Uh, going on like an overall score going on and going into round four rich saxby was tied at uh 191 points i think um or 101 points 101 points with logan so rich you'll all know um was our original co-host of the podcast and a bit of a blood ball machine so and he's a wobbler so it was very much a game, a very much account of like, Ian, you need to hold off Logan so that Rich can take overall, and Ian, just just talk us through, talk us through your mindset going into that match at that point. Well, to, to further make it interesting, I knew I was in a ch- in for a chance of the casualty win, mainly thanks to the eight in the first game going into the last game. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I thought this was this was a good time to try and uh, get some casualties and uh, kill some Skaven along the way. And you absolutely pulled it off. You got the revenge in 11s and held Logan to no touchdowns. Still three casualties. I'm assuming that's. Uh, I'm assuming that was Snotlings. Uh, the, I did uh, my bomber having not fumbled a bomb oh, all day decided on turn one to fumble a bomb and kill himself which was a <laughs> little bit disappointing <laughs> hey you made it three rounds without that happening that's that's like that's impressive um, one thing that really made me laugh was in that game when we put in our in our wobble chat we said Lo- oh, you said Ben Logan needs a perfect 36 to win and Ian replies <laughs> just 
he's not going to get it with the power sign. <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal. <laughs> he's not going to get it. Um, yeah. So Logan played so well in the tournament. Like oh. so, so well. And Ian just just denied it. Just made a superb teammate play there. And held him to a 1-0 loss. So Ian swung in there, got the win, scored the 34 points, held Logan to three, which allowed Rich to swoop in and take overall at 136 mm. points. So I think he ended up about eight points shy of a perfect score, um, which That's was crazy, insane. Now, Rich uh, brought his little ad. Um, for Randall, Killer Randall. I'm sure you've all heard about Killer Randall. Um, he earns that name. And uh, what was quite funny is they were in the same group for, you know, um, just living together. So wanted to be in the same group, which makes a lot, a lot of sense. They ended up playing against each other as well. Um, was that round three? It was round three because they were almost neck and neck with scores at that point because I think they both won or they ended up uh, just having to play. So Rich and Randall had to face off each other and uh, Rich came away with a 2-1 beat so had to beat his own son to go into that last round with a with a he massive shows no score. mercy and that's why Randall is such a good player like <laughs> seriously Randall wiped the floor with me with his kerstalls <laughs> he is very good he is really good so uh Rich ended up taking it but I think highlight highlight for me was round one uh in this group we've got Rich and Randall. We got Josh, uh, who's Paul's Paul's boy, um, and we had Jack, Thomas, and Adam in the group. And um, Josh and Randall end up getting pa- getting paired, and they're on table one. So I've got all my TO stuff sort of at the edge. And these two guys, these two kids, I'd say kids, they're blood bulb. They were coaches. These two coaches sat down, deployed their teams, and they did an incredible job of talking each other through what was going on because this is a ridiculous tournament and and josh took um the zinch team from secret league so not mm. even a regular team randall was running half chaos dwarf half skaven so they both set up randall's like yep this guy's got this this guy's got this this guy's got this this guy kills stuff and he does this it was really cool and then Josh is like, right, I've got this team and these little guys are basically snotlings, but they actually work like this. And this guy's a minotaur on a five and six. And they just absolutely powered it out to start this day in a ridiculous tournament. And I just, I've never seen just two young coaches just absolutely own a ridiculous format and then go yeah. and play some solid, solid games. I Randall won his first game. Uh, drew his second, lost to his dad, and then won his last match, 3-0. Randall just had such an absolute rampant day and ended up, uh, well, one, two, three, four points short of fourth place. Um, He ended up eighth, but it was 80 points, and then it was uh, 82 points was Mr. Triplo in seventh, and Joe Solo, 83 points in sixth, and then fourth and fifth was Simon and Paul at 84 points. So, like he did so well and josh Mm. absolutely powered it through four games two of them are sevens and just played like an absolute hero and he never gave up he just kept playing and kept playing and kept playing and honestly i am terrified to meet either of these in a tournament going forward yeah it was so awesome to watch 
like they knew what they were doing more than I did. Um, and I was supposed to be like a co-TO. Um, yeah, it was really cool to see. Also, Josh won the uh, first spot prize of failing oh, a GFI in the end zone. Loved that. Absolutely. So Ben did an absolute, like awesome. absolute solid and printed some very, very lovely miniatures. And one of them was a set of essentially Grack and Crumbleberries. Uh, and the first spot prize was, yeah, failing a, failing, um, failing a go for it into the end zone with the ball. You know, it's kind of like... It takes the edge off potentially losing a game on the worst roll imaginable, uh, and yeah, so we had um, we, we did we did something different with our prizes this time. Normally we've got like a prize order and overall and does this does this, but because we had individual groups, we wanted to spread out the prizes. So got a bunch of Halloween bags and basically just put one prize in each bag and then in order of sort of success at the end of the day everybody came up and selected a bag at random and stuff they had like Grebo star players and Vanath star players obviously Windsor Chog and some awesome stuff that Ben had printed as well but we did for the spot prize Grack and Crumbleberry so yeah Josh fails that and uh, give him this little spot prize and he opens it and his eyes are lit up because he's now got this mm. awesome thing that he earned um, and yeah it's just it was just awesome um so it was that was the highlight for me it was just josh and randall just just scaring the heck out of me because <laughs> these are not normal teams these were not normal teams and both these coaches held their own and they i've got 20 years on them and i know how well randall plays and to watch josh take on every opponent with a team that doesn't exist on tabletop only exists on fumble he'd never played it before and again hold his own and just play solid was just awesome i think it would i don't, I don't know if you said but i think he was the only one to bring a secret he was yeah yeah which is awesome it would have been Stephen knowles would have been in there as well yeah but yeah of course yeah and obviously you with your wear team um but no, that was that was very cool. I'll tell you what we'll do quickly. We'll do a quick roll call of the teams and the coaches just to give you an mm -hmm. idea of what we had registered. So Blood Tithe Ben with the wear team. We had Simon Merton, one of our local guys, and a bit of a tournament pro. Lizards and Wood Elves went straight in for the two uh, for the tier two. He did end up unsurprisingly winning the touchdown award with I think I think it was nine or something on the day. <clears throat> kind of expected a bit more, but you know. I think it was just tight, tight competition. Uh, Paul Andrews, that's Josh's dad with Amazon and Bretonians, and Josh Andrews with Zinch, doing a solid job with that team. Adam uh, had Snotlings. Gary took Ogres and Snotlings. That was it. I think that was one of Gary's first um, tournaments as well, which was pretty cool. Yeah. We had old trips with Human Snotling. Uh, Jack with Dark Elf Vampire. That was a wicked team to watch as well. Jack did a superb job with that. Um, and talking of superb jobs, Joe Solo with his golf-themed goblin snotling team. He went double stunty and I think actually won the stunty cup. Uh, which <laughs> It's always worth going to a tournament that Joe's going to because you know he's going to pull something ridiculous just out of nowhere. And it's always like the two days before he's just like, oh yeah, yeah, I've just ordered like a, I don't know, like... Like, I can't even think. It could be anything. Like I, w I was expecting when he said golf themes, I was expecting literally a golf ball um, just to represent something. I don't know. I wouldn't but... have put it past Joe. Uh, and he also came in tied for best team um, as well, which I'm, again, not surprised with. Uh, David took Ork and Skaven. That was a powerhouse of a team. 
Um, Tom took halflings, straight halflings. This was uh, that was the gentleman I think who was a tree man short. Ben, is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah, really cool to meet him. I think he travelled really far as well. We had a couple of coaches travel very far for this, um, which we really respect and really appreciate. It's awesome. Um, so good, so good yeah. to have people down and um, play some blood bowl. Hopefully, they had a good time. Um, there we had the the crudies. We had uh, the the crudies. We had Drew with Wood Elves and High Elves. Again, put that was his DC superhero team. Um, and came tied with best with Joe for best team. And unsurprisingly, Drew does some absolutely brilliant work. Um, Logan, who is a heck of a coach with Dark Elf and Skaven. Richard Saxby with Orc and Ogre. That was a fun team. Uh, went and won the whole thing. Only 4-0. and and Randall with Chaos Dwarf and Skaven. So basically, everybody went in on doing crazy stuff. And it was just, just so awesome. Given the climate, the commitment there from all of the coaches was just was just superb. I, I, I think I could probably name some cool stuff about every single one of these teams, which is just such a highlight for me. Um and that's we we don't go well, I say we don't go big on tournaments obviously um, Beachhead was 40 at the beginning of the year but you know our tournament tournaments are like you know 16 to 20 coaches but everybody gets and gets involved or brings something I mean trips you went in you were like I'm going to do this with Griff but also going to bomb stuff like it's just awesome to see the commitment that, that the coaches um, you know it's just committing it's just amazing yeah. So I've yeah. got had a, had such a good time. I'm so glad we we're able to do it. Um, gonna miss it, but you know we might be able to do it in the not too far future. Be oh. really good because we'd love to do more. That's it. We will miss it. We will miss the format of Bubble 2016. And um, I think Ian said it at the beginning. What well, was a really good send off for some crazy formats right guys is there anything else i've missed anything else you want to cover before we move on with mega bowl uh, just one last shout out to entoyment thank you so much for hosting us yeah. um yeah a cool store as well so send them some love um yeah, yeah. thinking of picking up the new edition maybe so well save, save a copy for us and then and then consider <laughs> <laughs> yeah entoyment are a great store um always always recommend them they've got they've done a heck of a job growing their e-com this year um and they're in a yeah. really solid place now and they do a very very good job um and pretty much their games workshop prices match everybody else so yeah if you want to support yeah. the show and you want to support enjoyment we would be massively massively appreciative because they help us out allow us to run great fun tournaments and um yeah love it fantastic let's move on to the prayers of nuffle Okay, so we rightly got called out because we uh, talked about um, fouling and things, giving SBP, and we were like, have we missed something? Have Games Workshop missed something? No, it turns out that we had, in fact, missed something. Um, it wasn't really missed. We just not bothered looking at the prayers of Nuffle because we were like, oh, that's cute. Um, but yeah, apparently, it's actually quite important. So what is the prayers to Nuffle table? We thought we'd talk through it here. So the prayers to Nuffle table is like a kickoff table, but it's a D16 result, although there is a tournament version. Oh, um, sorry, what are they calling tournament versions now? Exhibition play. That's it, Ben. Thank you. Uh, which is a D8. And basically, it's just like, it kind of feels like special play cards, but light. Like they're restricted. 
and there's two ways they come up. So in league play, but not in exhibition play, the prayers of Nuffle table may often be used during the step of the pregame sequence. In both league and exhibition play, it may sometimes be used at the start of a drive. During this step of the pregame sequence, the coach of the underdog team may roll once on the prayers of Nuffle table for every full 50k difference in team value. So if you don't buy that keg, you're going to get a roll on the prayers to Nuffle table instead. Um, and the other way of doing it is on the kickoff table, a result of a six, which is cheering fans. Both coaches roll a d6 and add the number of cheerleaders. Uh, coach with the highest total immediately rolls once on the prayers to nuffle table. In the case of a tie, nobody gets to do it. Uh, and if you get a result that's currently in effect, you've got to re-roll it. Um, so cheering fans used to be a re-roll. It's now been replaced. Mm hmm with a roll on the prayers to nuffle table which is actually quite cool so let's have a look at the prayers to nuffle and just see how much of an impact it is going to be we're going to start off with the full Bef table. before we start yeah before we, we start i have a very strong feeling about this prayers to nuffle table and anyone listening i can imagine will work it out or if they've seen this before um think what think what it is that i'm going to say at the end because i have a very strong opinion on this which i will wait until it's all done I'm intrigued. Um, you now. guys might, might know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Here we go. So, uh, right. I'll start at the top there, guys. Number one treacherous trapdoor. Until the end of this half, every time any player enters a trapdoor square, so until the end of this half, any time a dude goes on the trapdoor for any reason, so pushed, whatever, roll a dice, uh, roll a d6. On a 1, the trapdoor falls open and the player is immediately removed from play. Treat them exactly as if they'd been pushed into the crowd. Uh, if the player was in possession of the ball, it bounces from the trapdoor square. So, you're 50k down, you roll it, it's a 1. Now the trapdoor is dangerous terrain. So on a 1, your player just goes and ends up in the... Uh, oh, that's both trapdoors. So on both yeah. sides of the pitch. So on a 1, your guy disappears. How impactful do you think that is? I think it's pretty impactful. It will change the way you move up the pitch. Like you want to go on the side that it isn't. I think one big thing that's important to point out is this is really awkward if you don't use a Games Workshop pitch. Oh, <laughs> I hadn't even considered that. Um, however, one thing I would say is if you need trapdoors, the Azerite Ruins kit for AOS, it's got some treasure chests and it's got these little grates and the little grates are about 40 mil square and they will make perfect trapdoor squares. Um, but yeah, I mean it's blubble terrain, you know. It's it's we've landed the whole yeah. you get completion SPP for throw teammate. Now blubble terrain is next on the list, and they're getting there. Trapdoors, trapdoors is as old as blubble, or are as old as blubble. It is very cool, and you could always use like a little token. Yeah, I guess it's, it's you just have to remember what it is. It's going to be absolutely fine. Ian, what do you reckon? Uh I like it. The, the problem is it's it's on a roll of one, so even if it happens, the chance of it happening is pretty small. So yeah, you, you're only going to find someone being accidentally frenzied into it uh, really come off as, as something to do, because you're just going to stay away from the trapdoor, aren't you? I can see it being a little bit of a gotcha. I can see um, good yeah. guy Lewis, one of our local players, completely forgetting about it and then running his ball carrier over the trapdoor uh, only to then fall in it. I can see that happening. I bet money on it. 
actually. This one is a big tick on my reasons. I don't like the press snuffle table, but we'll, <laughs> we'll save it to the end. <laughs> I'm going to let you know this is a big one. <laughs> okay, number two, Ian, take us away. So number two is friends with the ref. So until the end of this drive, he may treat a roll of five or six on the argue the call table as a well when you put it like that result and a roll to two to four as I don't care result. Oh, that's that's kind of massive for some teams, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you think about the teams that are going to have a low TV and rolling on this table. Oh, that's exactly it. Although those teams normally have half price bribes, but I don't know if you've maxed out on three bribes and you roll on this and you get this, even if you don't, uh, it kind of encourages you to put, you know, just go for a jolly good stomping. You cannot get sent off as a head coach. You can't roll the one. Oh, no, you can. That's two to four as I don't care. So you can still get sent yeah. off, but it doubles the chance of you just escaping it. Man, this would be the best roll imaginable for anybody who's drives. It is one only drive. for a drive. You get one foul out of it. And... One foul? Just stall. Just stall and foul, and you've got chains. It, now, it, for secret weapons, however... Oh, yeah, no, I'm thinking... Um, no, yeah, no, I'm thinking turn. Ignore oh, me. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, that, would be, that. that would be rubbish. Um, yeah. But if you've got secret weapons, this is pretty great. I could see this being yeah, really no. useful. All right. Well, you had a death roller, and you managed to keep it on for a second drive. Yeah. Then you've already lost because you took a death roll. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I thought we, I thought we discussed this. It's just a, it's just a massive flex. Um, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I can beat you even with 170k spare, and you know what? I'm going to drop it 50k as well and take a prayer to Nuffle. Um, mm. Maybe that's the ultimate flex: is taking three prayers to Nuffle <laughs> at the beginning yeah. of a game. Pretty good for, pretty good for also people who took the new piling on or whatever it's called. Yeah, or whatever it's called. Like, what is it oh, called? Pile driver. Oh, driver. Yeah, yeah sure. it is. That's, that's going to be very useful. Okay, BT, number three for us. Third one is Stiletto. So randomly select one player on your team that is available to play during this drive and that does not have the loner trait. Until the end of this drive, that player gains the stab trait. This is the one I thought of you when I saw it in. <laughs> I love a, love a stab. Love a stab. <laughs> because of your K-Knight team. Um, I mean... Stab is the Andy. skill I would love to be able to choose to take on a player. Um, it's it's not great. Even if you've got a team of stabby people, it is not great. But as a free roll for an entire drive, for some teams, this is going to be very useful. It immediately gives you some kind of threat on like a team that's stunty, like Ogres or Snotlings or something like that. And Snotling now who has Stab is like genuinely quite scary yeah and quite frankly the best way to take a minotaur out is with a stab or a chainsaw sorry Ian. if you randomly get the right player this is going to be really handy but if it goes on your big guy you're going to be ah, absolutely exactly yeah, yeah. that is Knowing true. That it's random it is isn't it but probably yeah probably more fair that way um i like that Somebody gains stab randomly for a drive. Iron Man. Uh, choose, this is number four, choose one player on your team that's available to play during this drive and that does not have the loner trait until the end of the game. This player gains plus one AV to a maximum of 11 plus. I mean, that is just awesome. That's that handy to have. I, like, you roll that, you like, yeah, awesome. Uh, my gutter runner is now AV nine plus. Um, you know, you get to choose and it's for the whole game. Like, yeah, that that makes this result actually really 
I say really important. Like this is this is probably the, one of the better ones to get because it's just going to help you out. Now this is the full on league list, but even in a tournament situation, uh, this is this is absolutely fine because uh, Hackflem at Mega Ball. He becomes armor nine, uh, armor eight, you know, armor nine plus. Uh, you know, Roxana gets an extra armor. That's armor is incrementally better, isn't it? Um, yeah. Because it's a bell curve, because it's two d six. So every one armor is better um, from a percentage point of view, or at least at limiting the amount of success, isn't it? So armor plus is actually really huge. So I like that. That's not bad. Ian, hit us up with number five. And number five is Knuckle Dusters. Choose one player on your team that is available to play during this drive and does not have the loner trait. Until the end of this drive, that player gains Mighty Blow plus one skill. All right. So this is drive and until the end of the drive doesn't have loner, that player gains Mighty Blow plus one. So I think I read that if it's uh oh no it's choose so you can't stack it you just have to choose a player that doesn't have mighty blow so not the best for an you, ogre you team. can choose one with mighty blow but won't do anything <laughs> yeah yeah this does not resolve um i don't know what do you guys think about this i think it's really cool this is another one which is solid and it, it links well to the one above it iron man and why the letto where you get randomly stabbed isn't so great because just being able to choose it takes out that random element it's like, cool, I get a 4 or a 5, I improve my player. And this is tied into why I dislike it, some of these things. Because it's just like, I, yeah, you just choose it, and it, you, you, you have it there. It's simple. What do you reckon, like uh, what do you reckon Trips? So I, I really like this one because I think you, you're playing an underpowered team anyway, so this gives you a little bit of a chance to level mm-hmm. the game. That's always going to be something you'll be happy about. That is a very good point, and I'm sure it's not just because you're thinking this would be sweet on my witch elf, um, because it would, <laughs> because it's a strength skill, and it's going to take some SPP to get there in the new one. Uh, right, what's up next? Uh, next, we have bad habits. Uh, randomly select D3 opposition players that are available to play during this drive, and that do not have the loner trait. Until the end of this drive, those players gain the loner two plus trait. Loner two plus. Ooh. Okay, so that's nerfing. So on the plus side, I mean, I'm loner is an extra die roll. And the whole point of Blood Bowl is making your opponent roll more dice than you because they're going to roll more, more ones and more ones is more bad. So in that regard, it's pretty cool. It's jolly swingy. D3 players, so you could swing this and just end up with one. Um, yeah. But there is a card on Fumble, I think, that does a very similar thing. And it's it's not as good as the pit trap on Fumble, but it's it's always it's not bad. But I think that would also give you bonehead. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather give them much rather give them bonehead than Loner Two Plus. Uh, yeah, because there's but, always a yeah, chance. Yeah, because Loner Two Plus just is not really gonna like you fail. <laughs> you try to use a reroll on them, you just roll a two plus. You can. Uh, it's not. Yeah. Not that detrimental. Um, it's not like having Mighty Blow for a drive. Which is great. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not like having mighty blow. Um, could be, could be super important. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Reese Cleats, which is number seven, randomly select one opposition player. So randomly select a player on the opponent's turn that is available to play during this drive. 
that player has their boots tampered with and until the end of the drive their movement is reduced by one. Oh, what do you think? Having Random. movement reduced by one's always going to be annoying. It's always going to be on the player that you need one more square to do something <laughs> useful. That is true. Yeah, there's there's an element of reality to that situation that is uh, that I'm quite uncomfortable with. Um, yeah, I mean, on the one hand, I'm like, I wish I could choose. Why can't I choose the player? Because I'm going to choose a player that's going to be still fast normally. I'm going to choose their movement 9 player. I'm going to choose their movement 8 player. I'm going to choose their movement 3 mummy is now movement 2 and I'm going to knock it down. Now it's just going to be a random zombie. And that zombie is yeah. going to go down to movement 3 and nobody is going to care. Um, but I think Ian might just have worse luck than most people, I think. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie, so that's Greasy Cleats. Uh, Ian, would you take away number 8? Number eight is Blessed Statue of Nathal, and that's choose one player on your team that is available to play during this drive and that does not have loner until the end of the game that player gains the pro skill. Man, that is huge. Yes. That is the, really huge. That's a choose as well or a drive. So, no, yeah, no, you know, it's, you, choose, it's choose for the game for the game thank you very much that's a, that's a lovely one it is oh yeah uh, sorry you choose that's so always play during the drive and then till the end of the game yeah sorry so if they're knocked well, out yeah. they are not eligible but otherwise you just choose somebody and they get pro and there's not even a restriction there on a loner is there oh it is okay. yes they don't have the loner so that's what i mean it'll be great on a big guy I think. that's important but um, you can't still well there's a lot of big guys that don't have loader on the low tv teams um well i say a lot there's trees and ogres uh all right True. the trolls do but you know still trees and well, this is this is all right i'm okay with this on an ogre team yeah so when it comes to tournaments uh sorry uh whatever it's called exhibition play it is just one through eight isn't it i think we can yes flip screen but all of these what well, all of these ones we've said are in exhibition play so yeah. you can use these in tournaments so in exhibition, big, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's, sorry, it's, you just roll a d8 and it is just the first eight. Yeah. And it's only on the result of a six on a kickoff table. Um, brilliant fans. So those are the tournament ones. I mean, do you want to, should we go through the rest before we kind of talk about what we reckon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go through the rest. Okay. Then uh, take us away with uh, number nine then, Ben. Okay. We have moles <laughs> under the pitch. <laughs> Until the end of this half, apply a minus one modifier every time any player attempts to rush an extra square. Minus two should it occur that both coaches have rolled this result. This one, <laughs> this one can stack. This is brilliant. Okay, so this is super fluffy. Um, I am one of the worst players for, for rushing. Like, when I play with my Black this Orcs, is, um, my Black Orcs are movement five. Like rushes go for it, right? Yeah, rushes now go for it. Uh, this, I mean, I, there's been... Um, there's been pitches, there's been weather, where, is it the blizzard? It is blizzard, isn't it, where go for it, it was one yeah. less. That was always massive. I mean, getting minus two is absolutely horrific. I mean, yeah, it's thematic um, until the end of the half. Doesn't make a lot of sense. I suppose the groundskeeper comes over and resets it all. All of the moles. Yeah. yeah. 
don't know. I mean, what do you guys think of this effect? This basically eliminates go for it. Like, I think you are way less willing to try it on a three plus. Yeah, we. Anybody who's run um, humans or elves knows there's a massive difference between a two plus and a three plus. You are failing that role. You're just not making that role. <laughs> yeah. Let <laughs> uh, you try it twice. It's just yeah. It's, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, big deal, this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Number 10 is perfect passing until the end of this game. Until the end of the game. Any player on your team that makes a completion earns 2 SPP rather than the usual 1 SPP. Mm, so this is like clear why this is a league only one. Um, you Kind of a lot of these you'll start to realise why they're not in tournaments. Um, but yeah, this is a... This is pretty cool. I like this as a someone who loves the passing game. You know, anything to <laughs> get those, that. those extra SPP. Um, right. My spreadsheet is not going to enjoy this. Because <laughs> cause, cause what do we do? Do we record it as two completions? Two completions. I Yeah, I think, but that's... <laughs> I think yeah, so. I think you have to record it as two completions. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it is quite cool. Perfect passing until the end of this game. Any player on your team that makes a completion earns two SPP. So this, okay. I like to try and be positive wherever possible. But if I'm pulling this with my Skaven team or a Pro Elf team, I'm not playing a game anymore. I'm just playing keep away because I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> skills. I'm getting skills. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to spend eight turns passing the ball to myself and uh, just just getting all the SPP. That is um, that is massive. Yeah, doubling. It's, it's doubling it, which is huge. Um, I, I mean, like, level with me, guys. Am I? Is this just me gaming the system super hard? Like, is is you're turboing your team? You mm. go in a TV, you're coming out going, I might have lost the game, but I got 20 SPP out of it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the is point... everybody goes for the glory pass, right? At the end of the half, I'll just try and get a completion, get the extra SPP. Why not? Just go for it. Uh, if you gave, yeah, I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think when it's more SPP to make two passes than it is to score a touchdown, the way I'm playing this game changes a little bit. Um, yeah. In league. Oh, yeah. Unless it's a must-win match, you know. At that point, it's like, oh, it doesn't really do anything for me. But if this is game one, two, three of a season, I'm playing... Level up your thrower in three turns. That's it. I'm playing piggy in the middle. um, And you're the piggy. Ooh, I like that one. I like that. Uh, Ian, would you you hit us with number 11? Number 11, same theme really, is fan interaction until the end of this drive if a player on your team causes a casualty by pushing an opponent into the crowd that player will earn two spp exactly as if they'd called us cause the casualty by performing a block action okay guys what do you think about this one brilliant i mean we we introduced this into tournaments a couple of times haven't we where you get um casualty points for crowd surfing and stuff yeah um i think this is really really cool and as a corn player you sadly won't be able to be able to take the <laughs> yeah. team from the new edition from the get-go this is great you know anyone with a minotaur is going to love this anyone with a minotaur is going to love this so on one hand i i just think this should be the rule all the time 
Like, I know it's not the same, but as far as the crowd is concerned, they're just there for the violence. And if Griff runs yeah. over and punches a guy and he dies on the ground, or he punches the guy and he falls over and dies on the ground off the pitch, they're still going to love him. So, exactly. yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be really neat. I don't think it's going to come up a lot, but it's going to be the fun. Roll on the kickoff table, Ben, and you can have this in every game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that. I think um, one thing, though, that's sort of like this a secret, like it's not really explicitly said, is maybe this will change up the game in a way that oh. one team is now going to want to shift play to the sidelines and the other team is might be less wanted because the other team, the opponent, is going to know they're going to want to do that and have that in their mind. So I think psychologically, I think it's going to have actually quite a big impact. Ben, that's a really good pickup. Uh, we played a couple of games way back where we had pitches with pits in, like sections of the pitch that were just... Mm. And um, I remember watching Ian and Lewis playtest it and they just stopped playing Blood Bowl and it looked it just started being Robot Wars. They were just pushing each other into the pit and off the pitch and I can see a very similar thing happening here. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is only for one drive. I think it would be carnage if it was for an entire half. Can you imagine? yeah i mean yeah, i'd play that game crazy. that would be awesome yeah. um but <laughs> yeah a bit uh a bit much perhaps okay ben are you up next uh yeah i think so um number 12 so necessary necessary violence until the end of this drive any player on your team that causes a casualty earns three spp rather than usual two spp Oh, so this is going to be 1.5 <laughs> casualties as far as league commissioners go. Uh, that's fine. Uh, that's if you fine. if you have if you have big guys, you want this. We we've talked about skills. How a random strength skill on a big guy is yeah. usually always great. Um, your big guy just needs to get a block, a casualty, and he levels up. One casualty, and you're done. Yeah. Crazy. Any blocks untaken, you're rolling uphill for anything because those <laughs> those SPP are going to be all dust. Uh, yeah, yeah. snotting blocks everywhere. Uh, just going for those sweet casualty points. Um, I kind of think that the passing one's more significant because we've started doubling it. Where this is like a fifty percent increase. But also, it's like it's it's a. I feel like it's a lot easier. For a lot of teams it, to just pull it, off a pass, it's like a so pass much easier. Center. And even if it's yeah. even if it's a three plus to a three plus, it's still significantly better odds than knocking yeah. a dude down, breaking his armor, and casualty. Um, yeah, I think this should just be straight earns an MVP every time you casualty a guy uh, to make it worthwhile. But that would be absolutely crazy. I like it. I think it's um, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, number thirteen is fouling frenzy until the end of this drive. Any player on your team that causes a casualty with a foul earns two SPP exactly if they had caused a casualty by performing a block action. I love this. There are I, I think every team can benefit from this, and the teams that aren't likely to get SPP are going to earn the most from it. So this almost for yeah. me works like a catch up mechanic. Which I yeah, think I agree. is really important. Um, we're having a chat about like um in in our like group chat we have. We were talking about how fouling with cause sneaky git got a big buff. Yeah. Um, and the, like this really might encourage fouling more, especially if you roll this. Like 
you know, we, we might see some actual proper dedicated Fowlers in more teams other than just like Goblins and things and stuff. I, I think we will. And SPP. I think SPP buy will help with that as well. Sorry, Ian? Thickening. This would be a good way to give a Fowler some SPP because you struggle to give them SPP otherwise. Well, see, yeah. you, you've got a Snotling. You've got a Goblin. Just go for a Stomp. Might as well go for a Stomp. Um, because if you get a casualty, you're going to get SPP. That takes that gamble and really makes it profitable. Um, I, I like it. I mean, I'm going to go off off the tracks here. What would you say to one SPP for a foul casualty forever anyway? I, I would love that. I think it should be the case. And same with Stab. Um, oh, yes. To an extent, Chainsaw. Yeah. I, uh, I just think removing a player is 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 what Blood Bowl is. You know, people are going to love that. So, star player points are there because the crowd loves them and they get more confident. Exactly. That's what it's about. Um, it might warp the meta ever so slightly, <laughs> but who knows? Maybe, but they're I, so. I like yeah, I, I like it. But I think if you put SPPs on fouls, you would li- you would be having thirty-two <laughs> fouls a game. <laughs> You know what? I think that's great, isn't it? Is it not? <laughs> like, when we see the Hobgoblin cool team, mechanic. when we see the Hobgoblin team land, um, yeah, I think that's that's what that will be like. Um, There's also like four skills in Blood Bowl, which are all about fouling. If you think you've got like sneaky get, dirty player, I uh, pile driver, driver yeah, pile driver. It is. Um, There's something else, right? Something else adds to a foul. Oh, I can't. Is it just those three? I don't know. Don't, don't know. Okay, uh, but like that, you can build a player with that, and so having SPPs to allow that player to build, build it, I think is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And you know, creeping up one at a time, it's not getting you very far, yeah. very quickly. You need fourteen exactly. to get your sev- your second skill, uh, fourteen casualty fouls. At that point, I would be very happy having a player deserve a second skill. Um, yeah, and on like know. a goblin, they need that because it's secondary, isn't it? <laughs> this goblin has got his second skill because it's fouled 14 people to death. He'd be <laughs> infamous, and that's the whole point of the SPP system. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Anyway, anyway, uh, Ian, would you take it away with number 14, please? So, number 14 caused lots of interest when the rules mm. started to leak. It's throw a rock, and it was... Until the end of this drive, should an opposing player stall at the end of their team turn, you may roll a d6. On a roll of 5+, plus, an angry fan throws a rock at that player. The player is immediately knocked down. <laughs> this is number one on my book of grudges on the, to the press and Uffle table. But yeah, Ben, you, 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 you say what you think on this. Um... I, it's just so close to being interesting um but it's like it you might roll on this table you might roll this result and then if you might roll this result on that table you might roll you might knock a guy down yeah. uh, it's just it's just like ah oh, so close now i don't mind stalling in a competitive game of blood bowl i think it's a super important part of the game and sometimes yeah it's just how the half goes um it's a huge part of the game and it depends on what your league is like if it's early on in the season and you're playing a chill game you don't stall because oh let's rack it up again let's let's run another touchdown if you're playing to win you absolutely stall because you yeah. need to stall to, to every time you stall you get a few more percentage to win the game uh, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a legit tactic split the opponent protect your ball carrier 
Give you them force less... your opponent to make the risks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that's literally the game. Um, it's just hidden in the whole bunch of murdering and fouling, which I think is absolutely <laughs> awesome. Um, I, oh, I don't know, ben, Ian. What you guys? Just what do you think? You nailed it. it it's it's just so so random. <laughs> like it's just it seems so unnecessary. And I mean, I may as well say it. The the reason why this is number one is because this will just never happen. Or if it does, you won't remember it. <laughs> I like, think, I you think will you remember not remember it. someone stalling and then remember that you've got to throw a rock at them. I just really don't think that's going to oh, come up. Oh, you remember actually doing it. Okay, yeah. fine, yeah. I was going to say, I would definitely remember that time I knocked out their ball carrier because he was stalling. But you're right, you're going to forget the trigger and it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Oh, there is an actual page on stalling, which I think is what Ian you were talking about, wasn't it? Because that that page yeah. was leaked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stalling came out first, and then everyone figured out it was to this, and it, yeah. it happens. It it you, you, the fact that none of us can remember what stalling is is because yeah. we know that the chances are it might be one game a year this comes up in. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, if you're playing every day. Uh, sometimes a coach will want their team to run the clock down, opting not to score when they easily could. At other times, a team can get so caught up in the violence of the game, blah, 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 blah. If at any point during your team turn, a player belonging to your team meets all of the following criteria, that player is said to be stalling. If the player is open, if the player is in possession of the ball, if the player is able to activate and perform their declared action without the need to roll a d6, so really stupid or bonehead, uh, if the player is able to move into the opposition's end zone without needing to rush or dodge, failing to activate a stalling player before your turn ends, um, failing to activate a stalling player before your turn ends, even if it ends unexpectedly with a turnover, or activated that player but declining to score a touchdown is stalling. So, yeah... It's, it's really confusing because they went to so much effort to rules lawyer this thing to like say this is exactly what's stalling it. like this is this is what happens which was, everyone rightfully so was just like wow this is a, this is a new thing they're going to really address the stalling like then there was all these polls saying do you like stalling do you not like stalling on <laughs> social media and then it was just like oh no it's going to happen once every decade do you do <laughs> you just... do you guys think that this is in there so that or because they were going to potentially have a optional rule for stalling in the same way that they do with um, scream at your opponent when they don't move their turn marker? Yeah, I, or I could see it as this was put in for the playtesters and then the playtesters were just like, this sucks. Yeah, and don't, then don't, maybe... don't do this. But they left it on the kickoff table. Yeah. yeah. It, it feels like someone in the design team had a really bad stalling experience. <laughs> they put yeah. in. They didn't realise that it just doesn't come up very much. Yeah, no, let's just make it a one in sixteen chance on an inducement, which you might take. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you know, you, you know what? Different if statements before you even get to it. <laughs> um, one thing I, I actually I think would be really cool is have a um, a stadium, a specific stadium that you and your opponent can agree to play in. It's called the I don't know the Blood Bowl Community, and everyone's very angry and. Uh, <laughs> Every, you know we've got rules for stalling and it is literally just if your opponent stalls on a four plus their guy gets taken out by a rock that is that is yeah. a global rule forever we've got stalling rules make that pitch and i think you can choose to play with an optional stalling rule there 
but I think having uh, a 6 on 2d6 followed by a 1 in 16 chance to then roll a 1 in 3 chance is um, is it's not enough if you want that to ever, ever, ever have a thing. So yeah, I mean, it's novel. It's novel. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I think a lot of these could be applied to stadiums, to be fair. It's pretty cool for like a narrative builder and stuff. Yeah, I, I like that. Right. I'm just going to do the maths here. So would one of you guys take the next one away, which is going to be under scrutiny. Yeah, I think it's my one. You, Ben. Um, cool, yeah. So we have under scrutiny. Until the end of this half, any player on the opposing team that commits a foul action is automatically seen by the referee, even if a natural double is not rolled. So, you know, way to kick a stunty team while they're down, right? <laughs> Until the end of this half, any player on the opposing team that commits a foul action... Is automatic Oof. Yeah, if you're up against goblins as like your elves, I mean, you probably won't have the the SPP to know the sorry the spare cash to get this. But I, I think yeah. they've I think they've thought about that Ben because this one is till the end of the half. Um, if yeah. it was to the end of the drive, then you could speed through. But this is designed to protect elves. Yeah, and Skaven. Um, and just yeah, interesting. Uh, by the way, it's a 2.8% chance um, for that uh, other one to come up, which is way more than before I thought. The, before the 5+. plus, and... No, including the 5+. plus. Oh, including the 5+. plus. Yeah, okay. a, six, a 6 happens 5 times in 36, and then obviously, you know, so it's, it's interesting. I may, I may have done the maths wrong. It may be 0.02. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's not very likely. Anyway, um, okay. Under scrutiny. It's just not fun. Yeah, you're right. It is just not fun. It's just to remove it. It's like you can't block for like the half. Well, not maybe not that significant, but you can't yeah. blitz. It's more like the same. It just um, I don't yeah. like mechanics that stop part of someone's game plan. That's why everybody hates blue mages in Magic: The Gathering. Um, yeah, and generally speaking, everyone hates the fact that dwarf blockers have tackle. Is um, mm -hmm. just stop stop trying to stop me from doing my thing man like i can't block you but i can foul you and now it's like yeah you can foul but you're gonna get sent off oh it's a tough one yeah. it's a tough one so I, I i massively disagree but i will leave it until after the last one to, <laughs> okay it's a theme for me of the table here we go yeah we can share our global opinions on this okay ian Done. finish us off man Number 16. So 16 is intensive training, which is randomly select one player on your team that is available to play during this drive and that does not have the loner trait. Until the end of the game, that player gains a single primary skill of your choice. Oh. Okay. Um, so good things. Ben, say one good thing. Say one thing you like about this skill. This is like okay. a coaching session now. <laughs> yeah, I think the main thing I like about this is you can try a skill on a player. Like, sure, you can pick something that's really good for them, which is pretty cool. But if you're just like, now what if they had this? You're not committing to it, and you can see if it works out. I think I really like that. That's that's good. Ian, do you have anything nice to say to intensive training? It's the whole game as well, so you really, you, you're not going to get a one or two turn. If, if you roll this on kickoff at the start this oh. could potentially be a 16 turn benefit boom this yeah. randomly select one player uh so i was just thinking immediately get leader which would be huge for for example an imperial nobility team that starts with two rerolls ben um could be massive okay um 
well done guys thank you very much for taking part in this exercise um <laughs> what do you dislike about this <laughs> right so i tend to be the league commissioner guy who helps people choose skills and and uh, what to do and and things like that and the reason we do that outside of the game is because it's like oh what's my skills Let's go to this page. What do these skills do? Lots of players have one or two primary skills. Some have three. That's up to 36 skills. You have to stop in the middle of your game and go, what skill do I give this guy now? Um, so on the one hand, you're both right. It is cool. It's great that it's for the whole game. And it is really great to try out a skill because ugh, I've given this guy guard and it's rubbish. I should have given him something else. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's bang on. But... I just think we're going to have a load of situations where some two new coaches are playing a game and they're like, oh, what do we do? Um, I think, <laughs> I, yeah, 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 just give him block. Just give him block. I mean, that's how most of the conversations go. But yes, uh, someone who likes to stop and open the rule book and read a bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> that's, that's just, again, it's cool. I, I like that it's not forever. Um, I don't know. What do you guys really think about this? No, I think you. I think you make a really good point. Um, I it's an, it's really annoying. It's random, so you can't even like think of it in advance. Um, you don't know what you're gonna get. Goes on a player who didn't even consider leveling up. You're just like, oh great, and then it's in your scenario where you then got to look at what the options. If it's on like Chaos Pact, where they can choose from <laughs> like every skill in the game. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's mutation. Yeah. What does monstrous mouth do? Block. Well, you could try something new. Or... Yeah. <laughs> it should just say gives them block. <laughs> yeah. Gives them block yeah. and dodge. Everybody wins. Okay. <laughs> right. That's fantastic. So we've 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 gone through the whole list. So I don't know, Ian. Should we let Ben? Should we let Ben go for his uh, monologue now? Let, let's let's have Ben and go, and then I'm I'll itching. balance. <laughs> okay. The you have the floor. I don't like about this entire system is that. You, so many of these you're never going to even remember what is the point like it's it's either you're going to forget it or it's not going to come up or it's going to be completely pointless and you spent was it 50k to maybe get one and you got to even like remember you had it because you can use that you can use it at the start of any drive or something um oh it's it's it's, it's just yeah. yeah it's just it's just not going to come up i think it would be so much better if you could if it was like choose three roll a d3 at the start of the game and then you have that and because like if, or like it, sorry yeah roll a d3 at the start of the game and you can use this at the start of any drive uh, or like turn or whatever it is based on what it says I, I don't know it just feels it feels one like it's never going to come up two like you're going to forget half of them like maybe trapdoors or or is it the one which um like you your boots have tampered with. Are you going to have to then mark that player? I think to be minus one because someone is definitely going to forget that. Um, and then three, it's just so random. The lot to invest when you could just, if imagine if one of these said, when a player is knocked out, they come back. They add one to their modify. Their, sorry, they add one to the dice roll if they come back from a KO'd result, mm -hmm. which is a keg. You would. That's that's a pretty good result on this table, all things considered. You could just take that. And you can guarantee it the whole game. Ian, what, Ian, what do you think? I, I I take Ben's points that a lot of it is going to be very rare, and you're not 
and you, you really are going to have to work to remember it. You're going to need tokens or markers or something because you are going to get to the end of the game and go, oh, I forgot my prayer of Nuffle. Um, <laughs> and then that's going to feel pretty bad. But I love it from the point of view of running an underdog team. And yeah. and when you're a few hundred K of TV down, this gives you another option. And actually, if you rolled two or three times on this table, the chances of getting one of those SPP ones starts to go up a little bit. And the ability to not get your team wrecked or come out with SPP mm. extra from an underdog coaching point of view, that makes me really like, oh, I, I want these. I'd almost be tempted not to try and get a griffin to the team to try and roll a few times on this. <laughs> okay, so I've got uh, one thing that may change your mind ever so slightly. So when it comes to calculating a team's CTV, journeymen count, but nowhere does it say that inducements actually count towards your um, your team value. So we're going to have to, like, Let's see if there's going to be an FAQ landed but basically you compare your team values the lower team gets free money and then you both can spend your free money or your treasury to buy stuff journeyman affects your CTV but things like um, the uh, team training or kegs and things I don't think it doesn't seem to say anywhere that I can see that that actually affects your CTV. So it says once finishing purchasing inducements, you should recalculate your CTV. Um, but I don't know if that actually affects it. So what we might see, which might make it a little bit better, uh, is that if you are 50k down and you take a keg, you might still count as 50k down, which means this is a complete free roll. Now it is wild as you can imagine, and it's swingy and it brings about exactly the same issues that we've had with the play cards. I think we even talked about at the beginning of the episode um, that some of them are garbage, some of them are great and it's just a bit complicated and there's a lot of extra stuff to remember. Um, but I that might make mm. it a little bit better. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I I feel like maybe paying for the inducement. Well, no, because it's not. It's not, you're not paying. It's not really an inducement you pay for, is it? No. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it doesn't say that it counts towards a CTV. So maybe that actually, if you're 100k down and you take an extra reroll, you're gonna get two rolls on this table anyway. Even if you've bought that reroll or a couple of kegs or a wizard so i think the goal is to be 150k down take the wizard take three rolls on this pitch and just hope something good happens if it's like that where it doesn't replace the inducement yeah then i uh, my opinions of this table go way up but my i think my point will still stand that you're not going to forget it. and that's being hypocritical because we have said so many times on this podcast how we want like extra rules More like stadium rules. rules like league rules like special event yeah. rules you you but are yeah like you, you are you are right ben and this is exactly what the yeah. community what we saw on the community when it was first spoiled um a lot of a lot of tournament players were like ah oh, seriously now i've got a mark when someone's got loner it's just uh, and this guy's got stabbed sometimes but not others it is, it is extra it is extra um you know what I mean it's extra stuff like, to remember yeah. even weather gets missed quite a lot <laughs> you know like how many times has it been raining and you forget and you can't really pick it up yeah. oh shouldn't have caught that yeah shouldn't yeah. have caught that 
That's very, very, very true. I mean, some of it is really cool. I really like the idea of this either being on a card. As much as I don't mm-hmm. like cards, the card is written. It is written right there. Yeah. You put it somewhere. You have you don't have to track anything, sort of. I suppose if you put it on a specific player, you do have to track something. But at least you've got a visual prompt. Uh, or putting these effects into a stadium, I think, is probably, for me, the, the safest way for some of the SPP stuff. Well, they are in the card pack. Press oh, enough. That's really good. That's really useful. Yeah. It is actually useful. What do you reckon? But if trips? they do come, if, if, oh, if they have, oh sorry, yeah, trip. I think I think having the cards is really useful. I, uh, I think particularly for new players, you're going to need that visual presentation of what it is. There, let's just hope that the rules are printed right onto the cards as they are in the rule book because they weren't in the old set. I I when I read the rules through, I was tre- desperately trying to see if it was inducements and prayers of nuffle and i can't see where it says it's not so for for me it was both and for that at that mm. point it started to get it's a catch-up mechanism it's a mechanism for sunday teams and it's good if you've had a really bad game and Ugh. you've got two or three players missing the game and you're you're down and you, you you're short of players it, it just evens things up a bit more um, yeah, I, you won me over. It's interesting. It's interesting. It, that, I like them that's now. that's the big difference, though. If you're not paying for it, um, what's it called? Major yeah. Sigma, Ben. Um, they've got like something else. That if you're fifty, if you're less points than your opponent, you get a free. Yeah, it's like every fifty command, every fifty points, you get a free command point. But there's also like a tribute where you roll a dice, and sometimes you get a magical sword or something. Uh, I don't know if that's oh, yeah. still in this edition. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that come up. I'll be honest. Exactly. Um, I think that just sums everything up. I don't think we've really got anything else to say on that. <laughs> what a way what a way to absolutely bookend that. Um look. I don't know that the fact that the cards is I might actually well done GW I might get a card pack. Um No, yeah, I don't know now. You like that has really thrown me. I was always under the impression you have to pay for these mm. as an inducement. There's a couple of things I think we're gonna have to see FAQ'd in this edition. Mm. Uh this is one of them. Um, the other one is whether uh, what a result of a zero is when you make a pass action because <laughs> no one knows because a natural oh, one is a fumble a result of one after modifiers is wildly inaccurate nowhere does it say what a result of zero or less is oh yeah because they had this didn't they have this thing where someone had done like a chart and it was like yeah. you have your accurate pass and then you have your yeah. Was, it, was it wildly inaccurate? It was like it was accurate, inaccurate, inaccurate, wildly inaccurate, fumble, wildly inaccurate, fumble, inaccurate. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you can like, yeah, it was, <laughs> you're more likely to get a, if you roll lower, it'll be a regular part, like a regular inaccurate, inaccurate pass. Than a wildly inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. so yeah. Yeah, that's, that's something that's that needs to That's an intended thing, I think. Yeah, I think we all know that's supposed to be wildly inaccurate. But anyway, anyway, guys, it was brilliant to deep dive through this, and hopefully, uh, you guys listening have, have, have gained something, even if it's just that we're a little bit about this table. I love the theme. Um, yeah, I love the rules. Love it. I it's great. Each one of these is individually very thematic. The mole one is going to be awful, but it's probably the most thematic one there, which I love. And uh, boosting the SPPs, I think you could probably tell excites all of us every single time yeah um and i just cannot wait to roll that passing one and just 
farm SPPs because that's just going to be wicked fun. Um, yeah, nice little turbo boost. And like Ian says, it's a very good catch-up mechanic. Um, assuming yep. stuff doesn't count towards team value. So listeners out there, let us know what you think because I think this is going to be one of the great arguments of our time now the couple of big arguments this year have kind of been done with this is now what we're left with um so remember to vote Don't. Uh, <laughs> and just on that one just yep. looking at, at at the roster sheet in the in the uh rule book it's got the current team value as a column and it appears that it's just the players that are el- eligible any of the additional staff and team re-rolls there's nowhere to write inducements down to then add it up into that current team value that so, is that is what i was mm. kind of expecting in so that's 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 good news um i think we're probably just a bit confused where we do a lot of tournaments and a lot of match play and where we kind of like you have gold to spend but i guess it doesn't actually affect yeah. your team value ever um so that's interesting yeah but that roster's only got space for 16 players Ian. that's no good gonna need more than that <laughs> right fantastic ian thank you so much for jumping on and uh hanging out with us tonight it's great to talk some bubble and thank you so much for coming and performing so well at mega bowl um mm. great fun thank thanks for thanks for running it it was uh all games of blood bowl in a weekend was as many games of blood bowl as i've played in the last nine months <laughs> yeah that is uh very that is, yeah that is true isn't it we're going to try and run a bunch of tournaments next year to make the most of this mm-hmm. uh, this 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 format so that's wicked right then guys ben thank you as ever always a pleasure yeah no problem um we've got to wrap up now and we will see you again soon and i'm sure by that time everyone will have a copy of the game which is insanely insanely exciting and that there'll be definitely be no shortages there'll be no rage on ebay uh there'll be no scalping um and It'll be uh, so everyone will be <laughs> and those magical patches and coins will be available as well um yeah that's true yeah we all get a tree nobody wants the trees we all just want the uh the, the squirrels <laughs> the squirrel star players oh man it's gonna be a fun two weeks and i am looking forward to catching up with uh with you guys again soon so yeah ta for now thanks for listening <laughs> see you later guys